Welcome to Triple Babble Podcast. Uh, I got my co-host here. First of all, I'm Trev. Uh, I got my co-host here, El Jefe, as well as uh, TP, the Playmaker. How are you guys doing? Uh, Welcome to week five. It's week five of the NFL. I know we kicked off on Thursday, but here we are. We want to go through this uh, Sunday slate of games. We want to get into it. Really the greatest love story ever told. Uh, there's a greatest love story ever told on the slate today. Um, uh, that's wild. I can tell you guys. Never mind. We're not going to get into that right now. We don't have to. We can save it for another time, another podcast. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna do any relationship podcasts anytime soon. Is that? Is I wasn't that planning on it. I wasn't planning on it, but anything is possible. It wasn't in the cards. I gotta say, are we, are we venturing into love and relationships? But I know that anytime you have men on a podcast talking about love, it always ends up with everyone, you know, saying that all the men are misogynists, that they hate women. So I know it's, it's ridiculous. I think I think we should world. stay away from that that's let's stay away. Let's stay away. I guess. Say that for the, the Joe Buttons and you know <laughs> the fresh and fits of the world. Let them burn themselves. Yeah. So uh we're actually gonna be starting in London this uh this week. I know we had Thursday night football. Um, but yeah, we're starting in London. Before we get to that, real quick, I really want to talk about the debacle that was Thursday night football between the Indianapolis Colts and the uh, Denver Broncos. Man, Hefe, you want to start us off with uh, <laughs> some of the craziness or lack thereof craziness that went on in the, this game that resulted in uh, <laughs> the outrage that we've seen across social media uh, and everywhere else. I was, that. I was, I was gonna ask you. I didn't. I don't know too much crazy other than they just don't like to run the ball. Uh, so, I mean, the coaches just don't understand how how important sometimes the run game is. It opens up the field. I mean, these guys need to get it together. Russell seems to just not like quarterbacks. Maybe I mean running backs. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I, maybe that's just his take. Maybe he hates running backs. I think. I think the biggest problem with that team the Broncos you know they lost in overtime was they just did not play well you know there's so many just sloppy plays sloppy football it wasn't all on Russ but you know you had receivers dropping the ball uh, Russ didn't look good Russ looks very he does he looks like a shell of himself he looks scared uh, in terms of um, moving outside the pocket making plays he does not want to get hit um, there was like one play where he uh, had a wide open field and he kind of just picked up a first down but there are opportunities within the game where he could have done that, extended the play, maybe, uh, you know, um, helped his team out a little bit more. But he just does not want to do that at this stage in his career. Like, uh, Russ is not really cooking. But, I mean, you look at over at the Colts side, too. I mean, they didn't play a good game. Matt Ryan is I – mean, Atlanta knew what they were doing getting rid of Matt Ryan in that trade. And apparently the Seahawks did, too. <laughs> I mean, rid of Russell Wilson. No let's, touchdowns let's, were scored in that game. No Let's touchdowns. be honest. It was a snooze fest. Let's just be honest. It was a snooze fest. You know, but you know what though? You know what I was thinking? Yes, you know who would have loved this game? London. Because there's a bunch of field goal kicking. London would have loved field it. Goal. They were about seven field goals. Yeah, they would have loved that. They, they, they were like this. Loved it. They were like, this is football. <laughs> this is football. This, this is football. This is what football Americano should be. Man, yes. but you know. Speaking of London, we got we got we got the Giants going out to London for their third time. We got Aaron Rodgers making his first ever appearance in London. 
That is crazy. As long as this man's been in the league, he's never been to London, guys. But let me tell you a little something. The Giants, they're 2-0 and as an organization out there in London. The last time the Giants started 3-1, and I know we're Cowboys fans, and I really don't want to say this. From the bottom of my heart, this hurts. But the last time these guys started 3-1, and they went to the Super Bowl, guys, and they beat Tom Brady. Here we oh, go. That really hurt. That really hurt to say. But you know what? It is what it is, guys. We'll see what happens. TP, you got any stats for me here? Well, the Packers have a full offensive line now with David Bakhtiari back, and they only allowed one sack last week against the Patriots. Aaron Jones went for 100-plus yards. And also, the Giants have a very strong rushing game with Saquon Barkley leading the league in rushing right now. He went for 146, and Daniel Jones is also scrambling a lot on this Giants off with his offensive team. Um, they're lacking a little bit of offense from their wide receivers. Um, Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay have both been ruled out of this London game. So I think we're going to be looking at a bunch of rushing with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue for the Packers. However, I think what, like I said, what we're going to see, we're going to see Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon taking on Saquon Barkley in a rushing duel. I mean, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, but they haven't really been passing the ball a lot. I don't know if he's missing Devontae Adams more than Devontae Adams is missing him. But I do think that the Packers are going to start to get in sync. We have Romeo Dubs, 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 and Alan Lazard both having two TDs this season. Robert Tanya, and he still has Randall Cobb. So I do think Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur are going to draw up some sort of game plan to where Aaron Rodgers starts to get a little bit more involved, get a little bit more acclimated with his receivers. And I think the Packers are going to start airing the ball a little bit more because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he gets a little anxious, you know, he's a little older, but he still is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we can't get away from what he really brings to the table. The Giants defense is solid, but I do think that the Packers are going to get back on where they need to be and what they really, what their offense is really centered around, which is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones getting heavily involved as well. Um, I don't think – I want to say the Packers. My picks this season have been off, so I'm going to pick the Packers this week, which means gamblers, you may want to go with the Giants. I don't know, Trent. <laughs> do, you have, do you have anything to say about this? Any any picks that you have going on? Anybody you see? Yeah, you- I, want to, I want to pick up on one of the first things you said. So you mentioned the Giants. They are, you know, 2-0 overseas, and it's the first time Green Bay's ever played overseas. Well, Green Bay is represented as the home team here. But both teams actually have even records, um, equal records, you know, three and one each. So it's tough to say. Uh, the Giants are, you know, playing well, but who have they beaten? Uh, they've beaten the Bears. Uh, they've beaten Carolina. And they've beaten um, – who's the other team they beat? The Titans. They beat the Titans and Thriller and a Thriller. So, I mean, those aren't the world beaters right now, but they beat them. They've got a good record, three and one, sitting third in the NFC East. Uh, Green Bay has looked different this year without Devontae Adams. And, uh, you know, they are trying to focus more on the run. Uh, of course, the Giants are doing the same thing, and they've got some quarterback issues. So it's tough to say. I would say if you look at this game from any angle, I would look at the Green Bay Packers. I do think this is a lot of points, but the Giants are just not that good on offense. You know, like how are they going to score points? Yes, you've got Saquon, but – they don't have a good enough offense to really, you know, move things along for, you know, a full 60 minutes or so. They just they just don't have it. You know, it may start slow. It may be kind of a back and forth, a couple field goals or whatever, uh, maybe a touchdown from each of them. But I think in the second half, Green Bay puts them away. 
I always thought this was a look-ahead spot. The Green Bay Packers, when they played the New England Patriots, I don't think anyone really thought that the uh, Green Bay Packers were going to lose that game. Obviously, we saw that game when it went to overtime, ended in a thriller with a uh, you know walk-off field goal. But it was one of those spots where I think the Packers just kind of looked ahead and said, look, we need to repair to travel overseas um, and, and play this game in London. So I definitely think that was a big, um, very, very big point. So uh, I got to go with the Packers. Uh, the spread is high, minus eight. I don't typically like that, but you got to go with veteran coaching, especially when you're traveling across the sea, across the sea. And then you got to look at the, um, you know, the Giants, who's their personnel? You know, Saquon Barkley is their best player. Um, I don't think that he will be enough in order to 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 win this game. The Giants, to this point, have beat bad teams, and the Packers are a really good team. So I really like that. Um, in terms of uh props and and uh different angles for this game, I look for Saquon Barkley. Uh, anytime touchdown. Um, currently, that is set at uh. Barkley, Barkley. Minus 105. Um, Aaron Jones is uh, set at minus 125. I'd go with Barkley. Um, I definitely think he has the best chance of scoring the touchdown. He is going to be um, overutilized probably in this game. I mean, catching passes, you know, running passes. Um, I don't really like anyone from a uh, scoring perspective, and uh, I'll leave the total alone. So that's what I got for you. Uh, fantasy, uh, Saquon, man, that's, that's it. There's not really any uh, sneaky plays, I would say, this week, really. Uh, Romeo Dubs, though, I mean, he's looking like he's emerging as a uh, Rogers guy, so he might be guy, uh, you know, like a spot starter if you need a guy. But that's what I got. Okay, so Trev, Trev going with the Packers minus eight. TP going with the Packers minus eight. Uh, real quick before I give my pick, these two quarterbacks only face each other one time, only once. Daniel Jones, rookie season, week 13. Aaron Rodgers beat the crap out of him, 31-13. Now, the Giants also, I said they were 2-0 as an organization going into London. They were also listed as the away team in both those matchups. But this time, they're facing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Give me the Packers to pack them boys up and send them home back to America with a sad look on their face. But speaking of sad looks, I I was rubbing my eye one morning, and, and I had to message the group chat. I thought I was looking at the wrong list. I thought I was looking at college football spreads. But, no, I'm looking at the 1 o'clock game for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo minus 14. Buffalo minus 14. Come on. What is this? Kenny Pickett's first NFL start, though. Shout out Kenny Pickett. Throwing picks. Throwing picks. Throwing picks. <laughs> Last season, though. Last season, Mike Tomlin, shout out Mike Tomlin. He upset these boys week one, 23 to 16. Let us not forget, fellas. Let us not forget. Let us not forget. TP, you got any stats for me? I want to start off by saying, Kenny Pickett, welcome to the big show. And despite your first throw being an interception, I truly believe that the Pittsburgh faithful is very happy that they are not going to have to see Mitch Trubisky on the field anymore. And hopefully they won't have to see Mason Rudolph because I know Miles Garrett still has a bone to pick with Mason, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, It's kind of unfortunate that Kenny Pickett's first start is going to have to be against arguably the best team in football with the Buffalo Bills, definitely the best team in AFC. Um, he threw three interceptions last week. 
but I don't think he's really short of any offensive weapons on his side of the ball. He has Najee Harris toting the rock, a top-tier running back. He has a safety valve and fair mouth we can hit. Um, he's leading the team with 223 yards and a lone TD this year. George Pickens is an exciting player as well that the Steelers would like to see more involvement, as well as Deontay Johnson leading the team with 23 receptions on 37 targets. I mean, I don't really expect the Pittsburgh Steelers offense to slow down this Buffalo Bills defense, but Miles Jack, newly acquired from this Pittsburgh Steelers team from the Jacksonville Jaguars, has led has led the league, has led has led the team um, with total tackles and teamed up with Devin Bush. Sorry about that, guys. There's a little bit of a disconnect here. Um, these two are holding it together until the defensive leader TJ Watt will return, but Minka Fitzpatrick is doing all that he can in the backfield or in the secondary, I'm sorry, with three picks and a TD and as in the second in the team with 32 tackles as well. But the Bills are pretty much the Bills. They have a strong MVP candidate with Josh Allen. I mean, they was they ran and came back against the Baltimore Ravens 23-20 after being down 23, 22-3. Um, Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs, Von Miller, wherever he goes. Seems to lead his teams to victory. I'm not going to say that he's the full-on leader for this Buffalo Bills team. However, wherever he goes, there seems to be success. Um, look for Jordan Poyer to – sorry, yeah, Jordan Poyer to add on to his four interceptions this week as well. They have a combined seven interceptions, and they look to steal a bunch of passes from Mr. Kenny Pickett as well. So I'm definitely picking Buffalo 14. That's kind of gracious, but I'm definitely going with Buffalo. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a high spread, but we'll, we'll see. Um, before I make this and solidify my pick, I, I have to hear Trev's take on this. I just have to see if he can sway me one way or the other, because right now I'm just, I'm, I'm really in the middle. Trev, hit me with some info, man. Yeah, let me get to it. So 14 points, that's a lot. It's like a college spread, like you guys said. And I think you're seeing a lot of this, um, this really high line movement due to the fact that, we saw Kenny Pickett play against the Jets, and he did not look good. Um, three interceptions, uh, first interception on his first pass of the game. But you have to look at the other two, the uh, last one being a pretty much a Hail Mary attempt. So you kind of throw that one out the window. But uh, he had a couple of rushing touchdowns, and, you know, um, he scored. So um, you just threw a rookie out there. You know, like you didn't know what to expect, um, high-pressure situation. Um, the Jets had never won in that type of environment. So, you know, people thought, oh, we got a chance. And, you know, um, for all we could tell, they did have a chance. So it's it's a game where, you know, if he did not throw those three interceptions, uh, maybe you see this line be a little bit different. So one thing I like to look at when I look at the NFL is when the lines are released, what they are, and then what they are kind of coming into the weekend, so like that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so right now, um, the line is set at 14 points. Um it was 14 points a week ago, pretty much. Uh, pretty much when when they first released it, so that has not budged. In those type of situations, the dog is normally the play you want to look at. Uh, normally, uh, because if uh Buffalo was you know an even bigger favorite, they would uh this line would have pushed to like 16 or, or 14 and a half, 15 that type of uh that type of thing. So uh, I feel like you guys already know where I'm about to go with this. Um, so yeah, they're starting Kenny Pickett at rookie. So let's go back to last year. So the Bills had 12 wins last year, and all 12 came by uh, double digit margins. Um, 11 of those were by uh, 14 points or more. Um, so Buffalo, um, they've already blown out the Rams, they've blown out the Titans this year, and uh, they won those games by uh, like three touchdowns or more. 
But this is this game in particular is just one of those matchups where the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, I think they're looking ahead. Uh, they got Kansas City on deck last year. This is a team they struggled with, a team that has um, taken them out of playoff contention um, the past couple seasons. So I think that they're looking at this game and they're thinking, look, we um, we don't care about this game. We could just straight up lose this game. I don't think they're going to lose, but um, I think they look at this game as a game that they could definitely uh, – you know, win by seven points or something like that, or even less than seven. They just need to walk out of there with the win, and they are looking ahead straight to Kansas City. That is going to be, uh, you know, the main game next week. Um, I'm sure they want to get their lick back uh, for what's been going on the past uh, couple of years with them. The overtime losses, it's just been brutal. So I know uh, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott are, are heavily focused on that. But let me give you some more information, um, you know, um, Last year, the Jags, um, they were 16-point favorites. I don't know if you all remember that game. I believe it was towards the end of the season, and they straight up lost that game. You know, everyone thought, oh, the Bills, you know, there's no way that they can lose the Jags. Like, people put that on their parlays, you know, just like Bills winning. They straight up lost, you know. It just shows you nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. Um, and then they um, 41-15 home loss to Indy uh, last year as well. And then a couple of weeks ago, you know, they had a really tough contest in Miami that they, you know, just barely lost a close game. And then last week, they also had that really close game with um, with Baltimore. So I say all this to say um, they're dealing with a few injuries. They're probably looking ahead to Kansas City. They just want to get out of here with a win. I got to go with the Steelers uh, at plus 14. Um, I got to go with them. I do think it's a situation where, let's say, the Bills score early in the game. Um, there might be a live play to kind of get the, uh, you know, Steelers at an even better number, you know, plus 21. It's still a good defense. So uh, that's where I'm at with it. Um, in terms of players, um, I'm interested to see how the rookie quarterback and the rookie receiver, how they play in terms of fantasy. Really interesting with that. But nothing I want to put out there for props right now. But that's where I'm at. I got to take Pittsburgh plus 14. I mean, that's a lot of points in the NFL. And they're just thinking, pick it. It's terrible because he threw three picks. Um, there's just a lot of data to back this. I think it's like a, a sandwich spot pretty much. So they're looking ahead to Kansas City. I don't think they care as much about this game as long as they win. So, you And, you know, this is this is the first time this, the, the Steelers are actually uh, – um, they get this many points since the 1970 merger. They've, they, they've never been dogs like this before. Uh, but the Steelers are also two and five against the spread in their last seven away games. Uh, but with all that being said, you know, I, I do, I do believe what you're saying. I do, I do believe they're looking ahead. I, I still believe they're going to win this game. 14 is a lot of points for NFL. And like we said, this isn't college football guys. I mean, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to have to take the points here. 14 points is just too much. Um, TP, I mean, I know you picked the. You're, you're, are, are you sure you want to ride with the Bills here? You want to lone wolf this one? I mean, if we, if I'm picking if I'm picking the winner straight up, I'm gonna go. With no, my, no, no. We're going with the with the spread here, man. Oh no, four, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14 is fourteen is a bit excessive, especially with a Mike Tomlin coach team. So, so, go so we're all gonna back we're all gonna back the college spread fourteen points here. <laughs> let's let let's get on to a <laughs> let's get into the the. Justin Herbert show against the Browns. The battle, one of the three battles this week of the two twos. The battles of the two twos. The Browns are tied, though, man. 
for the most points on reserve slash injured list with 11. Oof. Oof. That's not good. But let me give you another reason to back them Chargers. Chargers are 13-0 and 0 when scoring at least 25 points on these Browns. And they've also won three straight matchups against the Browns. Spread's only minus two. You don't have to do any convincing TP or Trev. I'm taking the Chargers this week. But TP, how about you give these guys at home some facts? Now we have so we have an interesting update. Miles Garrett will be returning this week after sustaining you know, several strains to both the left shoulder and right bicep after a single car accident. And we are happy to hear that Miles Garrett will be returning. Unfortunately, they didn't get him early enough, and Atlanta was able to sneak a win against this Cleveland Browns team. However, in the three games that Miles Garrett has played, he has acquired at least one sack. So look for him to get after Justin Herbert, prettiest quarterback in the NFL. The Browns secondary also isn't anything to scoff at, only giving up around 213 yards a game. I mean, they only have two takeaways, but they're 12th overall in passing and ninth overall. The Chargers are giving up about 110 rushing yards a game. So look for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to try to dance in the end zone and get involved. Um, however, the Browns are also giving up 113 yards, so Austin Eckler may be looking to have a big game this week. Keenan Allen is still day-to-day with a lingering hammy injury, but Justin Herbert, you know he's going to spread the ball around to guys like Mike Williams, DeAndre Carter, Joshua Palmer, and Eckler is also great out of the backfield. I mean, this is kind of a tough game to pick because Cleveland could very well steal this game from this Chargers team who was very on and off. I mean, they laid a huge egg against the just um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not sure if Jacksonville is real or not because they played well against the Eagles in the first quarter, but then ended up dropping that game 21-29. I mean, they also played the, T- the Chiefs pretty tough this year. So I'm not really sure which Chargers are going to show up this week. I do have faith that they should beat this Cleveland Browns team without Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, but he can get the ball to Amari Cooper, and it's not cold enough to where Amari's going to shut down. Could get real ugly. Amari Cooper could show his face, make some plays that determine the, out- the outlook of the game. But I think I am going to take the Chargers here. I just think that Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Palmer, that offense is just too potent. I mean, the, the Chargers have a pretty solid defense. Derwin James is – the Bosa isn't injured out there, right? I, I don't believe so. Yep. So, yeah, the, the Chargers just still get after Jacoby Brissett. I mean, look for some turnovers out there as well. I am going to go pick – I'm going to pick the Chargers. Picking the Chargers this week. Okay. Which means so, better than the Browns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me and me and TP going with the Chargers. Uh, let Let's see. Are we gonna Are we gonna get our first lone wolf here, Trev? You going back to Browns or or, or what you looking at this week? Damn, I'm out to be a lone wolf on here, man. Uh, I like the Browns. I got to back them. Uh, last week, uh, when they played the Atlanta Falcons, it was interesting looking at that spread because I think from the time that it was released up until basically uh, you know Sunday game time, it sat at uh, minus one which is sort of a – I don't want to say it's a rarity, but it, it definitely piques my interest uh, of concern that oh, – come on, you've got a, on paper, superior team. We know Atlanta's a fun team. You know, we like to watch them because their teams are kind of like roller coasters. It goes up and down, very entertaining games, and they lose in dramatic fashion, whereas the Cleveland Browns seem to be a more serious uh, football team. They, um, you know, made some acquisitions in the offseason um, that were <laughs> – Interesting, but all in an effort to, uh, you know, come and win a championship eventually. So 
Uh, I think the Browns are for real. I think they're a real team. Other than that fluke loss to the Jets, uh, which they should have won, uh, I think they would have had a perfect record at the time going into it. So I was thinking, why is that spread at one? It sat there for a whole week. That, that, that worries me. So when we talked about this last week, I was like, I'm going to go with the Browns, but this doesn't feel right. If something feels fishy about this, um, obviously, you know, we have Miles Garrett. He had, uh, he had a car accident um, and he wasn't present for that game. But it, felt, it still felt weird. So uh, throughout the game, um, I think Atlanta started scoring. Um, they were hot at first, um, scored a lot of points and everything. And uh, it was it's, it's interesting because the Browns, you could have got them like as live dogs, at like plus five, plus six, which was very intriguing. And um, I wish I would have taken that. But it was one of those situations where I was like, man, Cleveland could win this game still, but just barely. And um, the way the line started, it's like just Vegas knows something. Or, you know, they kind of know how this game will flow. So um, they lost. They lost straight up. Um, but that was last week. This is this week. I don't think this uh, Chargers team is as good as we might think it is on paper, although their pieces, the quarterback, um, the running back, are very good. Keenan Allen looks like he's going to be ruled out for this game. I don't know if he has or not. Um, you have um, other players that are a little bit banged up, um, other receivers. Um, their defense got torched by Trevor Lawrence. Um I mean, <laughs> he's getting better. I do think the Jags are for real. They're a team ascending. And um, I just don't think that they'll have what it takes to beat this Cleveland team. So I like Cleveland plus the two and a half points right now. I think I saw the spread originally sitting at a three. And so it looks like it's gone down a little bit, which is um, like a little bit reverse line movement, just a little bit. So um, if it shows up at three again, or you got that on your book, I would take that. But um, I got to go with the Browns. The Browns plus two and a half. And, they probably just outright win the game. Um, if you want to take someone a dog, you know, at two and a half, I mean, it's a pretty close margin. FA, let's let's hope that we finally get a pick against Trev because every time we're on the same side, it just seems that Trev ends up getting this correct. So, you know, I was I, I was thinking I, I was know. thinking the same thing, and I was gonna say it, but I'm glad you said it. Chargers, um, please, we'll please see. Don't we'll see what happens. Um, Thursday, you know, this will be a hot topic, obviously. So we'll get we'll get we'll get to it then. Um, but until then, you know, we're back in the pretty boy, as as I mean, as uh, TP would say, uh, Justin Herbert, while Trev is taking, taking the Lonely Browns. Um, we'll see what happens. Battle, battle of the 2-2. Two -two. <laughs> which, which means bet on the Browns. Bet on the Browns. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but getting into the next matchup, he's, he's we got the – He's in Vegas, man. <laughs> we got, we, uh, he's out in Vegas. We got the 2-2 two two Bears at the 3-1 and one Vikings. That spread is currently at seven and a half. I am very much stuck at what to do right here. The Vikings, though, they're 2-0 and at home, while the Bears, they're 0-2 on the road this season. Bears got swept by these guys last season. Justin Fields only did get to play in one of those games, though. The Vikings in October, although, they're 1-5 one in, they're one in five, uh, winning games. The Bears, though, in their last six road games are also 1-5. This is very hard for me. It's a lot of points here. TP, I'm going to need some stats so I can figure out where to go. Please help me. So, look, I mean, if we're going to be honest here, this should be an open and shut game for the Minnesota Vikings here. However, Khalil Herbert has come alive. He's come alive, tongue twisted here. Um, you know, he's pretty much already reached his half total of what he had carries last year. And as well as he's absolutely going to surpass his season total in yards. But unfortunately for the Bears, Justin Fields is just struggling with this offense. And that's not to say that he won't pick it up. 
And I mean, like, let's hope that we don't have to see Trevor Simeon get under center for the Bears. But I mean, realistically, let's look at what's going on with the Chicago Bears. He's been sacked four. He's been sacked 16 times in four games. He's thrown four picks and fumbled three times. OK, I mean, maybe, you know, the Bears may be recovering these fumbles, but it's real. It, realistically, it could be seven turnovers potentially. And he's got at least four. OK, I mean, he's still learning the game. So let's not count Justin Fields out. We always want to see a young, successful quarterback put it together. But I mean, he has Darnell Mooney, Equinemius, St. Brown, targets he can very well get the ball to he just has to settle down you know the bears cannot put him in positions to where he's forced to scramble offensive line has to wake up really protect him but i mean we can we can counteract that if he hands the ball off to khalil herbert get him involved and as well you know find cole commit he's a solid td kind of like a safe spot you know maybe get some curl routes you know just get him in the flow of the offense you know just wake him up you know we can't cut out we can't count out justin fields yet but let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. They're coming back from London. Greg Joseph putting the team on his back, going five for five, hitting a 47-yard field goal with 20, 24 seconds left to beat the Andy Dalton. Yes, I said it, the Andy Dalton-led Saints. I mean, we're still kind of waiting on Dalvin Cook to get it together. But, I mean, a divisional game against Chicago, why not, Dalvin? Why not show off, do your thing? Justin Jefferson. Another receiver that seems to be beefing with Marshawn Lattimore, who also sent a message on Instagram saying that he's going to come get him. However, a quick little step on that last drive, step over Marshawn Lattimore, to let him know that, yes, I am the answer, channeling his inner AI. I mean, the Vikings defense, from what I think, what we've seen, I think this Justin Fields team, this Justin Fields-led Bears team is just not going to have enough. But this Minnesota Vikings team, they do go and they do beat this um, the Chicago Bears team. Um, seven and a half, though, that might be a little bit too much. However, again, the Bears just don't score. I don't, I don't think the Bears are going to score enough. So I'm going with Minnesota. And I'm taking the points. Wait, well, hold on. What? So your 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 spread is picking Minnesota the Bears to on cover. the spread. Um, yeah, nice. I'm on the cover. Sorry, I'm I'm not a gambling man yet, but I, I am okay. taking, taking Minnesota to cover. I just want a clarification. Yeah, I'm Minnesota to cover the minus set. Yes, okay. taking them to Thank cover. You. The I got so, you. Appreciate yeah, it. I got, my I got my you. wording was off. Sorry, I'm not. I I only roll dice, man. If you want to play craps, you can go to the back. <laughs> if you want to go, um, Trev, 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 you got some, you got some stats for me. You got some prop bets for me. Um, I don't know yeah, about exactly. rolling dice. Yeah, there, there, this yeah. guy's. This guy's trying to get me back on the crap table. I'm I can't relapse. Please help me. Hey, look, Please man. talk to me about football. We can go to the Maryland Live. It's open. Was it twenty four seven? You hey, we can pull up. Let's 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 talk some football. Let's talk some football. <laughs> like, He's like I don't so, know. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm gonna start with some props. So Justin Jefferson is uh, minus one ten anytime touchdown, as well as uh, I like that I like that play. Uh, coming off the game in London, he looked. Good. He looked great. He looked just like a Justin Jefferson that we first saw for the for the season. I mean, before the season, he was talking about um, and be I'm number two, but I'm about to be number one. I think he said uh, Adams. You know, was the best right now, like Adams Cup, and he was he was on the come up. So he looked really good last week after putting up a few duds in uh, fantasy um, and you know just real life stuff. Uh, he just they took him away. They're like, look, man, we we you can throw it whoever you want to, but we're not gonna let. Uh, Justin Jefferson beat us. Um, so I like him to score anytime touchdown. Um, Khalil Herbert, um, he is plus 125. Um, I liked him last week to score a touchdown anytime, and he unfortunately didn't get it done. But, I mean, he racked up the yards, and I think he'll get the opportunities. Um, David Montgomery still looks a little banged up. I think he has a uh, ankle injury. So um, I look for that. Um, in terms of this game, though, um, 
I like the Vikings when they play at home. I like the Vikings when they don't play in prime time. And saying that, <laughs> eight points is a lot, um, especially for a division uh, rival. Uh, rival. Um, that's a lot of points. Uh, I got to look at Chicago. Uh, I know we're concerned about Justin Fields um, throwing the ball. Um, being an efficient quarterback. Um, I mean, he's just not throwing the ball a lot. I read a stat that said, uh, like, Cooper Cup has more, um, like, yards than, like, uh, or, or receptions than Justin Jefferson, not uh, than um, Justin Fields. Than Justin Fields has uh, uh, completions or something. And that is insane to say the wide receiver has more catches than the starting quarterback. He's played all the games, played all the snaps, has more completions. And um, it just kind of shows you where where he's at in his quarterbacking journey. I don't think it's all on him. I, I definitely think it's um, some of the pass catchers, uh, how the game is called. Uh, the Bears are excellent. They excel at run blocking, not so much at pass blocking. And I think it's just uh, – it's unfortunate because I do think it's about talent, but we've already seen a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks come into the league and then just not um, being able to produce it right away. So maybe he turns it around. I mean, I definitely think he has all the other intangibles that a uh, you know, young quarterback would need. But, yeah, I got to – it's it's really, really tough because I think Minnesota could could definitely win this game. But um, I this is more of a vote against Kirk Cousins than anything. Um <laughs> And the fact that it's a it's a it's a division rival, so I got to go with uh, the Bears plus seven and a half. Um, I don't feel good about that though. I really do not feel good about that. But they have um, um, yeah. I don't I don't feel great. But that's 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 the way I want to look at. It. That's just a lot of points for Kirk Cousins, and uh, just things go wrong when you, when you trust Kirk Cousins to to do certain things for you. So I'm gonna go with the now. The Bears now that's fine and dandy, and Trev, to get that plus seven. But let me tell you. Last year, when Justin Fields played him in, in Chicago, he lost by eight, exactly eight points. That would have covered this spread. When Kirk Cousins got to play him at home, he beat him by 14 points. Now, this game is at home, and it's that game when he beat him by 14 points wasn't against Justin Fields. But I'll tell you this, I'm back in the Vikings. I think yeah, I, like, Cousins, like I said, I like I do like the Vikings here. I don't see how they, they lose in this spot, especially the way – the current Chicago Bears play the game of football, but I don't know. I might I might switch my pick. I'm, I might change my pick on this one. I'll give um, it's just I'll give you I'll give you five seconds before we lock this one in and I move on. I'll give you a five second count. Four. Oh man. Three. This is tough. Two. I'm I'm gonna side with y'all on this one. We going? I'm gonna side with you guys. I'm gonna side with okay. you because I do He's think no. Got him. I do. I we do. I really. I believe. <laughs> I believe the Vikings will I believe yeah. the Vikings will win this game. I really do. And if I like them to win, why not cover? It's just it's what we talked man. about that off air, right? This is a, we this like them to win, we like them to cover. Vegas, yeah. Vegas is on our side this time. Thanks, Jeff. Vegas is Vegas's odds just came on our side. I love it. I love it. I can't I can't believe I just I just put in for Speak. for Kirk for eight points. That's that's a lot of points, Kirk. Hey, hey, hey you know what they say though? Miracles happen. Look, Trevor, it sounds like you like that. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. You like yeah. that. But you know yeah. what? I'll tell you, you this. Like this, that. Is, this is you like that. <laughs> this is this is this is one of my favorite things I like to try and do each week. I like to try and pick a nice money line pick 
And in my next game, I got one for everybody here. We got the one and three Lions. We got the one and three Patriots. Patriots minus three and a half. Now, Patriots haven't won a game at home. Lions haven't won a game away. But I'm back in the Lions. I like that plus three and a half. I'm taking the money line this week. That's my last week. It was J-E-T-E-S. This week, it's L-I-O-N-S. Lions, Lions, Lions. TP, though, give them some stats anyways. So one of the biggest surprises, I think, and I think we may agree here, Jared Goff has this Detroit Lions team as the number one offense in the NFL. He's going for 1,100-plus yards, 11 TDs, just three INTs. The Patriots are still looking for answers. They don't have Mac Jones this week. Maybe if he's still down, look for Bailey Zapp, who gave the Packers a little bit of a scare this week. But I do think the Lions are just fully charged up, ready to get this second win of the season. Dan Campbell, an excellent coach. And I mean, realistically, let's look at Detroit's three losses. They've all been settled by four points or less. They were in shootouts with arguably, and I personally think the best team in the NFC with the Philadelphia Eagles and Geno, I don't write back Smith. It was 45 last week. However, DeAndre Swift is not going to be here this week, but look for the red zone bully Jamal Williams to carry the brunt of the load. Now, rookie's defense, rookie defensive end Aiden Hutchinson said this week that he grew up loving Tom Brady. However, Tom Brady isn't here. And so we have Bailey Zapp. Look out because Aiden Hutchinson is coming after you this week, okay? Now, you can never really count out a Bill Belichick coached Patriots team, but I do like the Lions here. I think that this number one offense is just going to fire on all cylinders this week against this Patriots team who's really just looking for answers. And, I mean, they're tr- they're just waiting for Mac Jones to come back. So I am going with the Lions. Mr. Hefe, I'm backing your decision. I love it. I love it. Where, now, where do Trev, you stand? Trev, can I, get a, can, I get a, can I get a completion? Can I get a completion out of you this week? Look, we're going to do a trifecta. Uh, I like the Lions here, uh, plus three and a half. I love that pick. Uh, I've been back in the Lions pretty much all season. Doesn't matter their opponent. Um, they covered a lot of games last year, and they only got better in the offseason. Uh, Jared Goff, think of him um, what you will. Um, he has improved um, in this system. Uh, three interceptions is very impressive. Um, shootout last week, an absolute shootout last week. Um, that was in Detroit, uh, I believe, right? But it was against Seattle Seahawks, who many people did not think would be playing this well. Shout out to Geno Smith. Um I got to go with them, man. Uh, my only concern for this team right now is that they do not have a defense. <laughs> um, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, think of them as what you will. Geno Smith's been playing like an MVP. I said it. You probably won't get any votes for that, but he is playing at an MVP level. He just is. That's, you know, get into that later. But um, he torched that defense, man. He torched them. He torched them. And so for Geno to do that, uh, playing with a team that people just did not expect to do anywhere, do anything this year, put up any points, that sort of thing, is impressive. Um, so, but Seattle also has no defense. So, Jared Goff was able to kind of pick them apart, and he was missing several receivers. I mean, he was missing, um, I don't think DeAndre Swift started that game, although he's a running back, he does catch passes. Um, Amara St. Brown, the wide receiver one, missed that game. I mean, he was stuck with Josh Reynolds, who he um, had some time with in LA who joined the Tennessee Titans, and they cut him. They don't have receivers, and they cut Josh Reynolds. Uh, and uh, uh, they've got TJ Hawkinson. He's their uh, their tight end. They were not looking good um, offensively, and it was tough to back them in order to win the game. Um, 
I did, of course, because, you know, I still, you know, just had faith in them, but they were missing some pieces. And a lot of those pieces were kind of um, announced they were going to be out about a day before um, the game took place. But in saying that, uh, New England is going to be starting Bailey Zappi um, this week. I believe Brian Hoyer has been placed on IR. Um, and so, and Mac Jones is still, uh, you know, he's he's doubtful to play. So, um, Bailey Zappi, uh, what I understand, he is starting. I don't know what to expect from the kid. I mean, he he um he kind of helped that Patriots team out. Um, you know, this kind of against the Packers that was interesting. Um, and he's playing against a team that plays does not play defense. So, uh, I still want to take the Lions here in this spot. Um, taking the Lions as dogs is you know that's one of my favorite things to do because <laughs> they just keep uh they keep coming in and just covering. Um, my look here would be the total. Um. New England has been playing, you know, relatively good defense, but Detroit is not. Um, I do think because golf has gotten better, um, you know, expect some points. Uh, they like to run the ball. They're very strong in the trenches, this team is. So we'll see what happens. But I believe this total is set a little bit too low. It's set at, um, I think it's like 44 points or so. 45 and a half. But with that total you're mentioning, though, the Lions are four and zero against the uh against that over and under. They're they're four and zero going over. You 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 think they're going to five here? I don't say why not. I mean, because their defense is so bad, but their offense is so good. Uh, New England has a pretty good defense. Um, they were able to. Um, well, they couldn't start. They couldn't stop the Baltimore Ravens, but they did try for like three quarters. Um, <laughs> they kind of kept that game back and forth. Um, uh, but. I would say the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, they will find a way to exploit this, uh, just move the ball down the field. They're really good at that. I mean, they they will stick to running the ball, even though they've got golf who can clearly, um, you know, throw it. Um, my, my other issue with this game is um, just the fact that Belichick, he had golf's number in the Super Bowl and, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of just took him out of the equation. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, some of those same tricks or tactics work this time, but I gotta look at the over. I mean, to get 45 in a game with um, the Detroit Lions participating, I mean, I gotta hit that. I mean, I don't wanna hit the under. So, <laughs> I mean, because the Patriots will score, you know, I mean, you're playing up against a weak defense. So that's where I'm leaning with it. I love the plus three and a half. Um, nothing really for player props. Um, I'm Marseille Brown, looks like he's playing again this week. Um, Whenever he plays, I like tend to go for his uh, receptions over, his yardage over. He just always seems to hit those numbers. Um, this is a relatively predictive offense in terms of um, where the ball is going to go, who's going to get the plays. So, um, yeah. no random surprises really. In terms of like, oh, the tight end two hmm. randomly just you know, scored a touchdown. So, um, that's one of my favorite team to hit props with. Um, but yeah, I like Detroit plus three and a half. I like the over forty five and a half. I thought it was I, th- I thought it was Bailey Zap. I wanted to call him Bailey Zap and Roger, but it's Zappy. That's that's not as fun. That's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, can't represent any. Well, 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 fellas, let's let's get into a quarterback we just mentioned. Let's get into the Seahawks at the Saints. The two and two Seahawks against the one and three Saints. Saints are minus five and a half. We got Geno. We got Winston. And surprisingly, guys, these quarterbacks actually got to face each other last year. They. I couldn't believe it when I looked this up myself. But Winston and the Saints will win the game um, in the fourth quarter on a field goal, 13-10. to 10. Now, the spread is at, at minus five and a half for the Saints. The Saints played excellent last week in, in a game that we, we, you know, we definitely thought they wouldn't play good in at all. 
They're at home this week. But personally, for me, I'm going to give you guys my pick early. Five and a half for me is too much. I got to take the plus five and a half. I got to back the Seahawks. CP, you got any stats? Maybe y'all can sway my mind on this by the end. I can change. Let's see. Fun fact. I actually think the tail of the table will be Geno Smith versus Andy Dalton because Jameis Winston is listed as doubtful this week. Uh, He's, Dalton, he got ruled out. Oh, so he's already ruled out. out. Yep, so he's going to be fully ruled out. The Saints are returning from London on the short end of the stick, but that's nothing really to be upset over as they're still missing their starting quarterback with Jameis. And Michael Thomas is out. Um, Alvin Kamara will still be questionable this week, but he's looking to really get back on pace and really show what this offense is made of. Jarvis Landry is also going to be questionable this week. Offensively, they've been leaving a bit to be desired, but their defense is ranked 12th overall. Marshawn Lattimore keeps beefing with big-name receivers. I don't know what his problem is, but he still remains the top corner in the league, and Tyron Matthew is still um, – he's got this cornerback – they have this cornerback room in this um, secondary room looking pretty solid. Pete Werder has been an issue for this team, for I mean, for other teams to figure out. He's ranking eighth in the NFL with tackles this season, and I do expect this front seven to try to get after Geno Smith after his excellent performance against the Detroit Lions last week where he went for 320 yards, two TDs, I'm sorry, three, yeah, three TDs, two passing, one rushing, teamed up with Bashard Penny's 151 yards, and two TDs as well. The Seahawks team, after separating themselves from Russell Wilson, does seem to show like, hey, we are more than just Russell Wilson, okay? Will Disley, Noah Fant have been reliable targets as well as Colby Parkinson for um, Geno Smith as far as scoring in the red zone and just scoring in general. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf is off, has have also been proven to show that, hey, we're receivers. We don't need Russell Wilson to throw the ball. We are top-tier targets. It doesn't matter. We're going to make everybody look good here, okay? They don't need a big-name QB to get the job done. And to Trevor's point last week about the Saints, Chris Olave is quickly rising to be the Saints' lead target without Michael Thomas in the, um, on the field. So look to see him get active this week as well with Andy Dalton trying to throw the ball. Um, five and a half, is that what you said? Five and a half. Yeah, I think I think I think the Seahawks will cover. I'm riding with you. I'm riding with you, Hefe. All right, so we got two two on the points. Uh, it look, Trev got a smile. On Trev the is face. smiling. Hey, look, hard. hey, at ATP. He must have got the call from Vegas. We might have to change our picks. Trev, <laughs> Trev, get us, get us here, man. Get do us not hit. change your picks. Do not change your picks. So let's start okay. with uh, the Seattle Seahawks and uh, Geno Smith. So uh, I referenced this earlier. I think Geno is playing like the MVP. Um, People are discrediting it because it's Geno Smith because, you know, it looks like Seattle should in rebuilding mode and he's just, you know, he's hot right now. Um, but he's been playing very well. I mean, um, he he beat Detroit in that shootout last week. Um, really, really interesting game. Um, he's been one of the most accurate, uh, you know, play callers this season so far. Um, and he's he's got a cool demeanor right now. So I like all those things going for him. I like this guy a lot. Um, just playing excellent football. But that is Geno Smith, the individual, uh, against the Detroit Lions. This is not the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, uh, they're coming off a um, shock, not shocking, but um, dramatic, dramatic loss against uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, back at home, um, not back home, back in London. And, uh, yeah, they they uh, thought they had that game. They came back into it. Um it was it was tough. I'm sure that was tough for them. But you got them uh, playing against the Seahawks. This defense is really good. 
it just is. Um, I know Kirk and them hung 28 points or so on them, but this is still an excellent, excellent, excellent defense. And I just don't think that the uh, Seahawks as a whole have what it takes to go up against this team. They won a really um, high-scoring game last week, and I think people are just all over that just because of what they saw last week. But you have to remember, that was Detroit Lions, and their defense is horrendous. You can just – anyone can score on them. Anyone and anybody can score on them. So um, I think people are underestimating the uh, New Orleans Saints defense, and they're probably curious why did this team even open at minus five and a half. They just lost to the Vikings uh, overseas. But it's all of those factors. Um, they play excellently defensively. Um, credit to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. It looks like um, – Pete Carroll and them, they sold uh, Denver at Lemon with uh, Russell Wilson um, at this point in time. But I do trust this Saints team. Um, Jameis is not playing, but I look at this as um, addition uh, by subtraction. You've got uh, Jameis, who's been beat up and hobbled. We don't want him playing. Um, rather take Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton played good in relief of uh, Jameis this past uh, Sunday. I look at him to do it again, um, especially at home. Um, I know five and a half is steep, but I do think that they can – they can win this game by a touchdown. Um, I just think that defense is really, really good. So that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Kamara is playing, um, and I'd look for him, um, for his props. Uh, but I don't really want to take any props here. I really just like um, – I just like the Saints. I like the minus five and a half, and that's it. That's it for me. So <laughs> You know, and I, I completely understand that. Let me just let you know, the Saints, they haven't won a home game yet, Trev. So I do think they will win this game, but I just think it's going to be by a field goal. But what I personally love to see, I'd like to look ahead real quick the next week. I'd love to see Andy Dalton start again next week because what y'all don't know is, and then maybe y'all do know, they're playing the Bengals next week. And I'd love to see it. Personally, I'd love to see it. But – um. Let's get into uh, Dolphins at Jets. Three and one Dolphins, two and two Jets. This, I mean, is two is two a playing? I don't think he's playing. I think doctors they they're not they're not they're not letting that man get cleared. <laughs> they're getting ready to institute a rule called a two rule. Man, y'all did y'all hear about that? This is crazy. Speak, speaking insane. of speaking of the tour rule, um, and the Thursday night football game last night, uh, Naeem Himes, uh, running back for. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, he took a hit, and uh, when he got up, he stumbled very, very much like Tua Tagovailoa. Um, after he, um, you know, when uh, he got up in the not the Cincinnati game, the game prior to that, when um, uh, he got up and he like stumbled and kind of fell over, looked just mm-hmm. like him. They ruled him out, you know. The broadcasters were talking, you know, about Tua in that instance. It was just like, come on, man, like, you know, um, you just cannot have uh. Can't have that, especially what happened so recently. So I just wanted to bring that up, that the player recently uh, went through that and they took him out and it ruled him out the game. He stumbled and that was it. They didn't need to see anything else. And, and with all that being said now, I said the Jets, they're 2-2. Two and two. Now, they're at home again. And they may be 2-2, two and two, but they're 0-2 at home. That's They don't do so well at home, it looks like. They might want to play all their games on the road. But let me tell you something about the division-leading Dolphins. And, yes, y'all heard me correct at home. I said this, division-leading Dolphins. They haven't lost to the Jets since week 15 of the 2019 season. They've stripped, swept these guys, I'm sorry, two straight seasons. And you, I know two is not playing. I believe it's minus three as a spread. 
I might still have to back the Dolphins here. That offense is just, I don't know. I know I like J-E-T-S money line last week. I don't know if I can do it again this week. Maybe maybe TP can convince me with some stats here that will sway me back to the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. TP, take the floor. I mean, first and foremost, I think that the Dolphins front office and the coaching staff, I think everybody should be reprimanded for the mishandling of Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, first they started off by saying it's a back injury, and then you obviously can see that he's struggling getting off the field. Now his fingers are fencing. I mean, it's it's, it's just unacceptable. Um, somebody needs to pay for that. There needs to be some sort of reprimand and consequences. That That's Dolphins front office and coaching staff. They need to face that. However, that being said, Teddy Bridgewater will be leading the Dolphins onto the field um, with four, 40, former 49er Raheem Mostart and Chase Edmonds. Both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were limited on practice this Thursday. But according to coach Mike McDonald, I'm sorry, Mike McDaniel, he said that he is with 100% certainty sure that the Dolphins receivers will either play or they won't play. So you heard that correctly. With 100% certainty per Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins receivers, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, <laughs> will either play or they won't play. So that's, listen, one out that's, of Billy's that's, book. that's man, that, that was. Took one out of Belichick's book right there. Ground, groundbreaking information, groundbreaking updates. So, guys, just keep an eye on that. Now, on the Jets yes. side of the ball, Milf Hunter Zach Wilson made his return last week. I apologized on Thursday for saying that Joe Flacco was going to come in and relieve Zach Wilson of his duties. However, with a late touchdown from Brees Hall, the Jets were able to send the Steelers to one and three. Um, Zach Wilson did throw two interceptions this game, but however, he drove he drove the ball down the field when it mattered to seal the deal. There was some Corey Davis love this week. I'm sorry, last week. And then look for Zach Wilson to try to find Corey Davis again this week. And they're going to try to attempt to find Elijah Moore. Now, what we're seeing with Elijah Moore is that he's getting open in, in you know, in the secondary, okay? These plays are not developing fast enough, however. And Zach Wilson just does not have enough time to get the ball to Elijah Moore. So we're going to see if they can get Elijah Moore involved in some of these quick-hitting routes or maybe that this offensive line for the Jets will be able to hold up against <clears throat> this Miami Dolphins defensive line. Maybe we can see a little bit more from Elijah Moore. And I do hope that Quentin Williams was able to make amends with that coaching staff member because it looked like that coaching member, member for that um, Jets coaching staff was about to die i don't know i've never seen a lineman step up that fast that was a very scary moment but i am going to go out on a limb here and i do think that the jets might steal this game from miami i'm probably the only one that thinks that amongst us three but i do think that the jets might sneak this one from miami what's the spread on this uh jefe what's the spread? minus three minus three dolphins yeah i think Let's go. I, I think it's my turn. I'm going to go with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I like the Milf Hunter, man. I like it. He, he came my head show. He proved me wrong. And you know what? You know what, TP? Before we get some prop bets from uh, from Trev, I just want to tell you, I'm going to back you up on this. You know what? Forget them Dolphins. BYU product, Milf Hunter, Zach Wilson. He made me a lot of money in college football. J-E-T-E-S. No. I think I, it's, just, it's just something something about this week. I think might be a little bit of a little bit of karma that's going against this Miami Dolphins team. Again, we don't know what's going on with the wide receivers. Um, you know, Tua Tagovailoa, he, he brings a different element that Teddy Bridgewater may not. However, Teddy Bridgewater does have a lot of success in the NFL. 
I mean, not a lot, but I mean, he has enough success to where the Dolphins may still be competent, but I don't know. I just, it's something about the Jets this week. I, I'm going to go with the Jets. F.A., I'm glad that I was able to sway your mind. Now, let's see what Vegas Trev has to say. <laughs> that, that might be the new nickname, depending on the um, the results of uh, this weekend when we, when we look back at it. But let me let me share something. So following the loss, um, and this is the game that Tua went down, um, the uh, Miami Dolphins versus Cincinnati Bengals, um, Teddy Bridgewater, um, he was interviewed uh, like at halftime or – after the game, somewhere around that time. I don't remember the exact uh, order, but they said something about being ready for this moment, you know, just as a quarterback that could step in at any moment. Obviously, we know two is the starter. Don't question that. And as a backup quarterback, you are just most of the time just watching the game. You don't expect to really come into the game. Um, he mentioned that he approaches his preparation um, for how he will kind of come into, you know, at any point in time, he is ready to step into the game as a backup quarterback. And he said uh, there's a situation last year, um, a previous team, and yeah, he just wasn't ready. You know, he was just kind of, you know, kind of caught up in the whole fact of, oh, I'm just backup. You know, I'm just I'm just hanging out here. And he had to be inserted into a game, and he, he felt like he was not ready. He said something along the lines of, I never wanted to feel like that again. I prep for every game like I'm going to start. Um, and when he first came into relief with Tua, he didn't look bad. Teddy did not look bad at all. I mean, this dude was completing passes. He was getting the ball to Hill. Um, Waddle had a kind of a down day, um, so he didn't really, uh, you know, do too much. But he was getting the ball to Tyreek Hill, and the, I don't care what you say. He's a game breaker. Um, so it, you know, whatever the coverage is, I mean, he can just, um, he can just get past it. And I think Teddy Bridgewater can definitely make the make the throws. Um, so what do I like in this game? Um, Anytime touchdown score, I like Tyreek Hill. Um, pretty easy, pretty easy selection. He's plus one hundred five right now. Um, player props, uh, receiving props. Looking at uh Tyreek Hill, he's got seventy one and a half yards. Uh, you never want to go under with Tyreek Hill, not really. Um, but I would look towards that. And then the receptions, only set at five and a half. Now this is definitely the Teddy Bridgewater discount. Uh, right now, um, we saw how he played in relief to Tua. He was looking for Hill on every play. He really was. Um, so for his to only be sitting at five and a half, I think that's a steal. I mean, he's probably going to get at least seven targets. Uh, even if he gets seven, I say he catches four of those, um, you know, three or four of those. Um, so I, I would take the over five and a half any day. Um, so that's what I like uh, from that side of the football. Um, talking about the Jets. Um uh, not a player prop that I necessarily want to take. This is the second game of Zach Wilson starting, um, you know, in this in this offense, in this system. And um, they showed up last week. I picked the Jets to win and cover last week, and they took care of business. Um, and everyone knew the Steelers were just going to win that one. Um, so he came in, you know, had some moxie. You know, he uh, he scored a touchdown. You know, he, he scored a passing uh, uh, touchdown. He caught the ball. Um that was last week. It's not this week. Miami is still a really good team. Uh, to attack below was starting. If he was healthy, I mean, the spread would probably be at seven, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I I think we're just getting a discount right now because of the Bridgewater factor. Um, but it's uh, still a very competent team. Um, they have track stars at the receiver position. All you got to do is get them the football, um, you know, in space, and, and, and they can execute. Tua did not play defense, um, so I, I think they're fine defensively right now. Not too many changes. 
Uh, I mean, they stifle Josh Allen and the Bills. I don't think the New York Jets are going to come in here. Um, well, they're not going anywhere. It's a home game for them. I don't think they're necessarily going to um, be able to do that, uh, you know, stop the Miami Dolphins. So I like Miami, minus three. Um, I like them to win, of course. Um, that's that's my pick, Miami minus three. Um, Jay, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna e- T, S, <laughs> Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> oh man, we got another, we got another one TP that we gonna have to see about next week with Trev. <laughs> oh. I could be, well, I could be completely wrong, man, but that's honestly the board right now. With Vegas, Trev, man. Yeah, well, Vegas you know Trev. what? Let's get into something we we may. I don't know. I, I think we'll all agree on the winner here. Maybe not the spread because this one's a little high. Falcons at Bucks. Now here's here's a little something y'all 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 may not know about Thomas Brady. This man has never, ever, 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 ever lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Five and zero on the page when he was on the Patriots. Four and zero as a Falcon. Nine and zero total. Nine and zero. But the Bucks are two and I mean I'm sorry zero oh, and two at home. I, that's my fault. I know I, I thought it would 2 and 0 too. Brady's the quarterback. Why not? Why shouldn't it be? But 0 and 2 at home. But on the other hand, since Brady has come to Tampa, they haven't lost to the Falcons. But right before that, they lost that week 17 game. TP, you got any stats for me? This spread is pretty high. It's minus 10. I need some convincing to get to, to, to take the Falcons here because I'm leaning towards the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say anything that's going to convince <laughs> to sway or decide with the Falcons. This is a pretty open and shut game. Um, The Falcons did sneak a game for the Browns like last week, but I mean, it's not really saying much for what it's worth. And I mean, realistically, we're going to be dealing, the Falcons are going to be dealing with an angry Tom Brady, who, like you said, 0-2 at home this season. And I mean, they're just going to end that trend. I believe they're going to end this trend here. I mean, Tom Brady has to have at least one home that he can go to and find success. You know what I mean? So... Akeem Hicks and Logan Ryan are both going to be ruled out for this game. Julio Jones has been listed as questionable, but, I mean, Tom Tom Brady still has a slew of weapons that he can u- utilize at any given point. Um, Marcus Mariota, 17th-ranked offense against the 6th-ranked defense. Um, they're not even using their star-caliber tight end in Kyle Pitts, who is now going to be ruled out this week anyway. Um, however, the Falcons have been playing in some close games this season. Let me see. I do believe that each one of their games has been decided by four points or less. And I do hope that even though he's sitting at home, I hope that Calvin Ridley has been making some sort of money off of these games. <clears throat> but <laughs> in all seriousness, guys, um, you know, Drake London has been playing well. They we, they are going to be without um, Cord- I, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. <coughs> Cordell Cord- Patterson. Yeah, Cordero Patterson for the remaining of the season. But Caleb Huntley came in. He's averaging 5.6 yards per carry when he came in. You know what I mean? Scored a touchdown. Um, the winner of this game is going to hold possession of first place in the NFC, in the NFC South. Uh, but, I mean, Tampa Bay has only given up 68 points this season. They've only scored 82, but I do think they're going to run it up against this Atlanta Falcons team. Tom Brady, angry. He's going to try to find a home. Because, <laughs> I mean, his other home is in disarray. I don't really like to talk about personal issues, but this is this is the time. It's going to rebuild at home in Tampa Bay. Look for them to crush this Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's crazy. Before I pass it over to Trev for for some 
for some prop bets and stuff. Mr. Vegas himself. I just want to say against the spread, these these Falcons, they're they're four and zero, and tens a lot of points. I mean, TP tens a lot of points. It's 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 blowout season, Tom. It's blowout season. And, Trev, and- Trev, it's blow. It's blow. Can you can you confirm for us, Vegas, Mr. Vegas himself? Can I take a four and zero? That this is hard for me to take Brady at home. 0-2 at home. But Mr. Vegas. Let me um, let me so, bring you in. Uh so first of all, I, I can't answer that. I can't I'm gonna go with Trev. I cannot take that distinction. Uh but I will say this. <laughs> Tom Brady is going to embarrass the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by uh at least two touchdowns on Sunday. That's that's what's the gonna Falcon. happen. Absolutely. He's gonna embarrass the Falcon. <laughs> yes, by by about two touchdowns on Sunday. There you go. Um, you said Tampa. I'm sorry. That's that up for the yeah, audience. Yeah, the Tampa. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was, he was, gonna, he was thinking about all the money he was going to make from Vegas this week. Yeah, he was. He was thinking. Mr. Vegas was thinking about the call he just had. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, you guys both gave some really good uh good facts. Um, all things I was um I was uh, aware of as well about uh, Tom Brady against this team. I mean, uh, the the thing that was in my mind that I'm surprised you didn't mention was uh, 28-3. Um, just that Super Bowl and just all the shenanigans that have you know <laughs> since come from that. Um, but but this is this is a matchup where you know Tom. Um, although I know it's a couple different teams, two teams. Um, he's owned them. Um, recently, um, the Atlanta Falcons have been perfect against the spread this season. Um, generally, when you have a team like this who um, you know, they, they, they've won in some spots, you know, to beat Cleveland. People didn't expect that. Um, they beat Seattle in Seattle. I mean, that was impressive. But um, like I said, Seattle does not have a good defense. Uh, I mentioned that earlier when talking about them, um, So, which is why I think the Saints will win. Um, this, this is a team where they've covered and they've won games that people did not expect them to do. But those spreads were – also a little bit closer. Um, the most surprising cover for me this season outside of the Cleveland Browns was the L.A. Rams game. Uh, the L.A. Rams were 10-point favorites. Um, I think we're starting to see them to be a little fraudulent this season. Um, they're still getting treated, at least from a Vegas uh, – I'm talking about the L.A. Rams here um, – uh, spread point as, uh, you know, the Super Bowl winners. They're still getting treated as that. They're getting, you know, um, these looks that are not in the um, – indicative of who they are right now so um kind of a team to bet against more or less at this moment in time but um that was the most surprising one because I think they were up like 20 some points and then the Atlanta Falcons kind of came in there and still um kept that game um I forgot how much they won by but um that the Rams but they just was surprising um it just kind of showed who the Rams are um and then it showed the Falcons can you know just kind of play playing the game um TP you mentioned that um their tight end, star tight end, is out this game. I mean, I think that's kind of a, you know, a sit-down spot. They're like, look, we understand Tom Brady is 0-2 at home this season. The NFL is not letting Tom Brady go to 0-3 at home. It is not happening. Um, <laughs> it's, it, is, it is not happening. Um, Atlanta, um, they also have their running back, Porto Patterson, sitting out. I mean, these are the – these are the, the tell – Telltale signs of what is about to happen. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he's out there running back as well. Um, 
they don't have a run game at this moment in time, and that is what the um uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh excel at run blocking. Um, they will uh, they have a stifling run defense. They they will um they will shut you down and. This team is not going to be staying in this game with the one-dimensional attack on offense, just passing the football. And their best receiver is the rookie. No, it's not happening. Um, I predict that they'll win by uh, two touchdowns or so. Um, but I can see why people might want to be on the Falcons because they've covered the spread. Typically, when you have a team like this that's covered the spread and you know, 100% of the time, like, oh, they've, they've done it already, you know? Um Typically, the matchup where they don't, it's they lose the spread by a large margin. Um, so um, I look for Tom to win. Um, I look for his, you know, all his players to, you know, just do really well. So I think it'll be a great fantasy day for all the players involved. Um, props, man. <laughs> I, I would I would look for overs um, from the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Um, receptions, I'd like Drake London's over. Um, he'll get the ball um, for sure. He's going to be the main target here. But yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a bloodbath out there. I think it'll be a bloodbath. We may get lucky and get a closer spread. Like if somehow the Falcons get down the field and score a field goal on the opening drive, they get the ball. Maybe we get the original spread, which was set at eight and a half. Um, but the fact that the spread has gone up to ten um, just kind of shows you where this game is going. Um, and I think people are just a little down on Tom because of, he lost in Kansas City last week. He's lost two games in a row. They have not won at home, so we're getting this discount. But it really should be at like twelve. Honestly, it should be at like twelve. But uh, I expect a fourteen point win. Um, Trev, to answer your question, why I didn't bring up the whole twenty-eight to three fiasco, mainly because Brady's going to disrespect these guys on Sunday. I, I don't want to disrespect them any further than they're already going to get disrespected. I mean, that's that's really what I, – I wrote it down and I crossed it out in my notes. I was like, this is just too disrespectful. So much disrespect in one weekend. But we let it out the bag anyway. So, moving on, we got the 2-2 two and two, uh, Titans at the 1-3 and three Washington Commandos. Uh, Titans are minus two and a half here. These two quarterbacks actually got to face each other last season twice at that at that fact because Wentz was over there in um in on the, uh, Indianapolis on the Colts. Tannehill got to win both of these matchups last year too against that man. Uh, TP, you got any stats for me? I'm trying to figure out who to take here. I just want to say those cheeses look really good. Are they are they uh, toasted? Are they double toasted? At least regular. Extra toasty. Yeah, there it is. There Extra it is. Extra toasty. That's what we like to hear. All right, so let's get into this game real quick. The Commanders are coming off a 25 – or sorry, 10 to 25 slacking against our Dallas Cowboys. And the Titans, I mean, realistically, they've bounced back from their 41 to 7 beat down by the Bills to win two straight against the Raiders and the lowly Colts. Word to Chris Berman. That's my guy. I wish we could get some NFL countdown back. We get – that that should that should be um one of our theme songs like as an opener to the show maybe <laughs> I'm just throwing things out there we don't we have gotta, to do we got we got to watch copyright infringement think of like ESPN's gonna or no sorry not ESPN Disney's gonna flag us you know you know the mouse gets the mouse will flag you immediately but the Commanders have really struggled with keeping Carson Wentz upright they're also giving up a large 17 sacks this season in four games and Terry McLaurin the scary Terry. He's not looking very scary right now. Hey, Trayvon, shout out to you, man. 
But there is there has been a little bit of bright spots from this Washington football team. Rookie receiver Jahan Dotson has four TDs on the year and is is, is sorry and is emerging as a plausible red zone threat. I see. I mean, he did score against us last week. Carson Wentz may have found himself a very solid target. However, he will be without Jahan Dotson this week. But Curtis Samuel is leading this team with receptions and targets. He's heavily utilized, similar to a Debo Samuel on this team. And I also want to kind of give a spot, um, a spotlight to Cole Holcomb. I've been kind of keeping my eye on him since I saw him play live against Dak in FedEx Field. And, I mean, his hard work has been paying off for this team as he's leading the team in tackles this year. Got to watch out for Jonathan – or Ryan Tannehill needs to watch out for Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne this year. They've been showing glimpses of dominance, plugging up the middle and forcing teams to run towards the edge. I mean, for what it's worth, the commanders aren't necessarily good at stopping the sweep, but you're not going to be running down their throat. I will tell you that. And the commanders will be missing their starting right tackle, Sam Cosme. So, Carson Wentz, good luck to you. I mean, I never really want to wish luck to any commanders player, but honestly, good luck. But I mean, if we're going to talk about the Titans, they are an okay team. Tannehill's not, he's not, it doesn't really wow me too much. However, I am happy to see that Robert Woods has recovered from his ACL tear and is leading the team with receiving yards. I mean, if we're going to talk about Derrick Henry, he's Derrick Henry. Again, I don't necessarily know if he's going to be able to run the ball down their throats. However, he is a beast Alabama product. I mean, realistically, in the former rushing title holder, Um, I mean, he could get busy. The Titans are going to be without Traylon Burks as he's sidelined with a toe injury as well. Um, maybe Robert Woods gets active against those Washington receive um, Washington cornerbacks and safeties that have been giving up a bunch of pass interferences and defensive holdings. But I think I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to pick the Commanders to win this game, or at least cover. Okay, well, that's that's a great take. Let's see, uh, Trevor, you got any prop bets for me in this game? Any, any, any. Any Vegas analysis? Trev? I think I think Trev is gone. I mean, I don't know. He's he's lost. He don't, I think he might I'm be sorry. on the phone I'm with sorry. Vegas. I, was, I think he was too. He was, uh, he was on the phone with Vegas. I was on the other line. I was on the other line. I was on the other line. He was on the line. He had to finish the call up. He thought that he saw that. Yeah, he thought he yeah. turned. He thought he turned the camera off. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, we number. We finalized it. What's going Let's on with your science so, commandos line? What's hey, going oh, on? Man. Hey, what's that, <laughs> you know hey, what's that? What's that soundboard noise? The pick is in. Dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> 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 my pick moved. Okay. My, my, <laughs> my, <laughs> that was that was good. That was good. Uh, I'm gonna go with TP here. Uh, my pick is the uh, commandos, as you said, commandos. Um, I think that they are in a must-win spot right now. They are uh, one and three. They have beaten uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, which look like they're probably going to be a pretty good team. But, you know, I look at week one, week two games as sometimes anomalies. Uh, I think if they played again right now, they probably wouldn't win that game. Um, just because of the amount of reps and, and, and practice this team has got, Jacksonville has had a lot of turnover um, the past year. And, you know, not only, um, you know, it's Trevor Lawrence and, and, and that offense getting acclimated to a new system. Um, they're really just starting to uh, just kind of gel, you know, like uh, preseason is one thing, but just real NFL games, especially early in the season, they're an extension of, of that preseason. So I don't I don't really look at those as 
two serious uh, as big indicators. But you got the Titans um, and you got the Commanders. I think the Tennessee Titans are probably the biggest public um, favorite this week. Um, just to cover the game, people are looking at, oh, man, it's two and a half uh, uh, against the Commanders who haven't won a game. Well, uh, the Commanders are starting. They're hungry. They have not won a game in uh, the month of October. I know it's only October 8th, but um, they don't want to start off this month without having to win. Um, I think plus two and a five, two and a half is the place to go. And if you think they're gonna you know, cover that, I'd look for them to win as well. Uh, sprinkle them the money line. Um, yeah, the Titans they played well last week. Um, you know, Derrick Henry looked good. Um, but I think that they're a little fat and happy. You know, they they've won a little bit, so they're they're good. Um, but I look for the Commanders. Uh, this is Commander spot. It's a must win game here um people are already calling for uh ron Rivera's job they're talking about he's only had you know a handful of winning seasons out of you know um all the seasons he's coached he's not that good um there's talk of quarterback change already um which i don't think is gonna happen i mean with how much money they're paying carson wins it's not gonna happen um so it's just it's all these factors going on the commanders fans are upset this is a home game i mean i think the nfl um Kind of be looking out for the commanders, uh, at least for this week. I think um, I understand it's Derrick Henry and all that, but I I like um, I like the commanders this week. I do. I think they'll they, they'll just be more focused. I think they'll be determined. They they know they need to win right now. And you know what, guys, I'm gonna have to back you. Uh, as much as you know, Dallas fans, we hate those commandos. I I I definitely agree with all your points. They're starving. They're hungry. They this is a must win game for these guys. I mean, we said. I think we all said this earlier in the season. The Titans were probably looking to tank this year, pretty much fall off and get a, get a little bit under the radar, get a good draft pick, and regroup for next year. I think Washington will we'll get this one. I think this is a good another money line pick. Now let's get into the next snooze fest we got here. That the the O three and one Texans at the two and two Jags. The Jags are minus seven here. Now I, I know I said the O three and one Texans, but They've won. They've won eight straight on these Jags. Eight straight. The Texans are zero and two away, but the Jags are one and zero at home. Though this time, Jags last beat these guys in twenty seventeen. TP, you got you got any stats for me? We 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 say snooze fest. This is very very reminiscent of last night's game. Um, I was actually watching the wire. I think that that took more of my attention than last night's game. However, I mean, there really isn't much to say about this AFC South matchup. I mean, the AFC South might be the worst division in football right now. However, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a bright spot in this division. They are a pretty good team. They're a pretty good football team across the board. I mean, they couldn't get the job done against the Eagles last week, who are, again, the best team in the NFC. Um, I mean, it's realistically, this should just be a flat-out win. For this Jacksonville Jaguars team against this Texan team, who, as you said, FA 03 and 1. However, Damian Pierce is, you know, bright, not a bright little spot on this offense. But I mean, Davis Mills, he's he's the run of the mill average quarterback right now. I know that's your guy, FA. I'm sorry. But I mean he's, he's average. He hasn't he hasn't Dude, done I just like saying his name to be honest, no homo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you allowed to say that? I don't know if you're allowed to say that. I don't know if you're allowed uh, to say I think that. I think that's not politically correct anymore. Yeah, it's not I'm, I'm well, sorry. allegedly. Allegedly. If the world doesn't know, I'm not that politically correct. I don't oh. get out much. I stick to my whole – I don't know what new – like, 
Somebody just told me what TikTok was last month, and I was amazed. Like, I was on he's that for Guys, he's capping. I, I was on that. Big, big cap. Your cap is like this, like this large right now. Like the, cap, the size of your hat is is a is I don't, I don't is, think I've is seen a cowboy hat. I don't think I've seen a cowboy hat. I'll tell crazy. you this: this 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 is going to be more exciting than than this than this Texans and Jags game. I'll tell you this this conversation right here is going to be a I, lot I, more exciting. But Trev, do you have any prop bets for me? I, I mean, anything I could even like remotely maybe take just to maybe throw like ten dollars on us, twenty dollars maybe. Sure, I got you, man. I got you. Uh, so I know that, yeah. you know, you like, <laughs> I know you like your money line plays. I think you could throw this into your parlay, uh, potentially if that's what you want to do. And my pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Uh, they've had a history with this team where they've been, they've been beat, uh, recently, but I do think that the times have, have changed. Uh, Jacksonville has, I think they're going to win this game. Um, and I think they're going to cover the seven as well. So I like Jacksonville minus seven. That's actually one of my favorite plays of this entire uh, slate that we've been going over. Um, so, you know, they're only getting seven uh, right now and not, you know, more because of how they played last week against Philly. Um, yes, they blew an early lead, um, but, you know, that's more to the credit of how good Philly is. You know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, they had five turnovers or so. You're just not going to win a game when you have any turnovers. But Philly, they turn around and they, uh, excuse me, they ended up winning that football game. So, um, yeah, the Jaguars' wins this season have come by 24 points or more. Um, the defense has been effective. They've got a pass rush this year. Um, their cornerback play has been solid. And they rank number five in the NFL against their run. Um, they have a player. He's a rookie right now. Um, one of my fantasy leagues, um, we do IDP, um, so individual defensive players. This dude might be defensive player, not of the year, but at least rookie defensive player of the year. Um should probably have his name in front of me right now. I think it's Devin Lloyd or something like that. He's a excellent linebacker. They've got the pieces, man. Um, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, they've they've been um uh, they're number five in the NFL against the run. Um, they hold foes to about uh three and a half yards uh, per carry. Um, but people don't want to trust them yet. I get that. Um, they don't want to. I really do. But um, I'm sure they've had this uh, circle on the calendar. Um. The Texans, um, they've been good in recent um, – I mean, no, I was going to say they have not been good in recent years. Um, I mean, they had Deshaun Watson, you know, they were world beaters then. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, if you got James Robinson, if you've got even Travis Etienne, I think he might get busy this week. Um, this is a beatable team. They're not winning this game. I don't think the Texans are really interested in um, winning football games this year. I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars see themselves as um, potential contenders in this division now that the Indianapolis Colts have shown, uh, you know, who they are. Yes, they won on Thursday night and one of the worst games ever, but I got to go with T-Law and the Jags uh, minus seven. The Colts are so incompetent. And, and, you know, Trev, to, to, to go on what you said, you know, I do think these Jags are starting to become a little bit more serious. They did play the Eagles very well last week. I think Trevor Lawrence is finally starting to get into his own. Honestly, I might, I might, I might take a drive and and put the spread up to minus nine. I mean, I think they could win by at least ten here. I, I like I them to get a good too. win here. I think this is a great spot for them. And I'm, I mean, the Texans—they're just downhill, downhill, downhill. I don't, I don't see any love for them here at all. 
Um, but let's get into some four o'clock game, fellas. Let's 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 get into some some matchups in the four o'clock area. We got the the two and two 49ers at the one and three Panthers. 49ers, they're 0 and two on the road this season. And these two quarterbacks last faced each other in 2019, where Jimmy G completely dismantled, just embarrassed, just destroyed, just took him out back like old Yeller and just ow, right to the head. I mean, 31 to three in San Fran. The spread is currently at minus six and a half. Y'all don't have to do no convincing. Jimmy G, all the way. TP, though, give these boys at home some stats. I mean, Carolina is hosting the number one or two, depending on how you want to look at it, best defense in the NFL. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, they're fresh off of bullying Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. (laughs) Samuel, for what it's worth, he feels like the NFL's boogeyman, or at least one of them. And I'm sure that Jalen Ramsey – regrets attempting that tackle and ending up on the summer jam screen all week long, AKA Twitter. I mean, this offense may not be as hot, high octane as they like, you know, like the chiefs or the bills, but I mean, with Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo under center, I mean, they look a lot more competent than when they had Trey Lance. You know what I mean? He doesn't really turn the ball over and he's a, he might be a game manager, might be a step above game manager. Jeff Wilson Jr. And Debo Samuel do make a solid pair running the ball, even though Debo Samuel is, naturally a wide receiver but I mean we know how they utilize him he has a high um, usage rate and I also like Brandon Ayuk as Debo's counterpart and this defense this defense is really where the 49ers excel the longest steals deal last week with a 57 yard pick that's the second pick of the season and Nick Bosa is a demon um, MAGA guy but that's neither here nor there six sacks this season already Drake Greenlaw Fred Warner combined for 63 tackles this season I mean this 49ers defense Dominant across the board. I don't even want to talk about the Panthers. I picked Baker Mayfield, and I still haven't got over that. My playmaker of the week, week one, unacceptable. Never do that again. Christian Cat, Christian McCaffrey is still Christian McCaffrey, but I mean, like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they really are not. They just can't really get involved with Baker Mayfield at the helm. He, he, for what is worth, he's just not a good quarterback. He he needs to get to maybe he needs to be bagging somewhere, maybe like a food line or something. But I mean, they. The Panthers' offensive woes are going to continue this week, and this 49ers' defense is just going to bully them into the dirt. Debo Samuel, the boogeyman, look out. He, Debo Samuel actually might be my playmaker of the week because, I mean, he is the boogeyman. He is riding a high. Hey, Jalen Ramsey, get yourself together this week, okay? Uh-huh. You ain't up. got much time. We we getting there. You ain't got much time, so 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 get it ready. <laughs> Trevor, you got any, you got any prop bets maybe? This week, guys. <laughs> Maybe maybe a Debo Samuels bet. Shout out Debo for us. You know, you got any any inside Vegas takes? Oh my gosh. Um yeah, so let me let me let me talk my, my angle to this game. I'm just giving you some stats right now. I'm just giving you some stats. All right. So uh yeah, the San Francisco 49ers are traveling uh to Carolina to take the ball. Uh San Francisco is uh two and two um, straight up overall this year. Um and Carolina Panthers are uh, one and three, uh, straight up overall record on the season, uh, this year. So San Francisco obviously has the edge there. Um, all right. So this, this, this room gets a little tricky, but like I said, I'm just reading, I'm just giving you guys some facts. Um, so this will be their, um, their third home game in a row with the Panthers and they don't, I, I don't think they want to lose in front of their home. No one wants to lose in front of the home crowd, but it is their third home game in a row, and I do think that things could get a little testy. 
Um, Matt Rule is, you know, so close to being fired, man. I honestly was surprised he did not get fired last week, um, to be honest with you guys. Um, so I think he could be fired immediately after this game if they lose. Um, I don't know, though. I don't know. Um, San Francisco is um, – this is their third second home game. Uh, San Francisco was 0-2 straight up on the road this year, um, and they were only able to score 10 points per game. Remember, Trey Lance did start off this season uh, before he got injured. Um, then Jimmy Garoppolo kind of stepped in um, as well, so that can kind of skew some of this uh, data a little bit. Uh, San Francisco is 2-5 and five against the spread. Last seven road games against a team with a losing home record. Um, so that's pointing towards Carolina. Um, Matt Rule. Uh, Panthers coach is uh, six and one against the spread. The last seven games off a home game against a 500 or better opponent. Um, Carolina is nine and two against the spread. The last 11 games off a double digit against the spread loss when playing a uh, 500 or better opponent. That's a lot of data just to say that, you know, uh, teams bounce back in some way, shape, or fashion. Um, you know, um, Carolina is uh, 17 and 5 against the spread, last 22 meetings against the San Francisco 49ers, and San Francisco is 1 and 4 against the spread, last five meetings in Carolina. Um, so I don't know if you see where I'm going with this already, but uh, I kind of want to back the Carolina Panthers here, oh. six and a half. Now, a few weeks ago, um, Carolina Panthers hosted the uh, New Orleans Saints. And um, I backed them there in that spot. I think they were like plus two, plus three. Uh, me and Hefe, I think that was one of the days we talked offline a little bit about that. And what did they do? <laughs> they straight up won that game, but not without allowing the Saints to kind of come back in there and almost win as well. Um, so I know it sounds terrible, um, but uh, the Jimmy G, Pulinanis, they don't seem to travel well. Um, they just don't play well. It's across the uh, country trip you know take these things into effect um they play really good but i think we just don't they played really good last week on monday but i think part of that is that we don't understand just how bad the rims are this season um i think that might be part of it too um i mean that team's is not looking like any resemblance of uh, who they were in super bowl but i'm going to back them a um, bit of a riskier pick but uh i like the data so I don't think it will be because of Baker Mayfield. I think they it'll just uh, be other factors at play. Kind of like how they, in that pan, uh, Arizona game last week, I think they got up by like 10 points. It's been really bad and then, you know, turned it around. So we'll see. Um, they can still lose the game, but uh, yeah, just something to think about. I'm going to go with Carolina plus six and a half. If, if, if Matt Rule immediately gets fired after this game, Trev. Yeah. Thursday night, fellas, we got to name it curtain call for Matt Rule. <laughs> should have been closed two weeks ago. It should have been. But let's get into our other 4 o'clock game we got. We got the 4-0 and unfortunate Eagles against the 2-2 two and two Cardinals. Cardinals, they haven't done so well at home. They're 0-2. They've only lost their – I mean, they, I'm sorry, they've only won their road games this season. And these two quarterbacks, they've only got to meet one time, Hurts' rookie season. It was his second career start coming off a win after he beat the Saints. But he ultimately lost to Kyler Murray 33-26. to The spread is at minus five. 
Right now, I 100% believe the Eagles will win this game, but I'm going to back those five and a half points. Maybe these guys can, can, can convince me to move my pick here. TP, give me some stats. So what we have here, one bird is an elite bird. Not, not so elite, kind of mediocre. The Cardinal. The Cardinals last week were able to beat, you know, this Panthers team we just discussed. Matt Rule may be on his way out. And the Eagles showed much resilience of being able to come back from a 14-point deficit in the, four, in the first quarter to defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 29-21. Um, from what I understand, this was the first game of the year where the Eagles were able to put up points in the second half. Um, we are definitely seeing a direct correlation with Jalen Hurts as Trev picked earlier this year as a top pick as a fantasy quarterback. Um, the addition of A.J. Brown has really made a difference and has helped propel Jalen Hurts to early MVP candidacy, in my opinion, okay? A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are showing to be the best one-two combination as wide receivers in the NFC East. Now, we haven't had Miles um, – I'm sorry. We haven't had Michael Gallup, so, I mean, that's still out. But as of right now, present day, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, best 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 one-two punch in the NFC East, okay? Miles Sanders, third in the NFL with rushing yards as well. This offense is really high-powered. Can't sleep on Dallas Goddard as well. Um, they're leaving little room for error. You know, if, if you make a mistake, they're going to make you pay. Kyle Murray is still without DeAndre Hopkins for one more game. and But, I mean, Hollywood Brown held his own this year. Kyle Murray's not turning the ball over that much. But, I mean, he doesn't really – he, he's not really as focused as what he should be. I, I feel like he spends more time focusing on his KD on Call of Duty. But, I mean, hopefully he's he's doing his homework. He's looking up on film against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Who's going to come in and want to get him to turn the ball over? Uh, Darius Slate, fifth in the NFL with two interceptions. And James Bradbury, who collected his second interception last week. And Hassan Reddick was all over the stat sheet last week. Four solo tackles, a forced fumble, two sacks, and two fumble recoveries, including the game ceiling fumble recovery. And, I mean, Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are still holding it down as this team's defensive, as this team's defensive leaders on their defensive line. Um, I do believe that they're going to give Calamari and this Arizona Cardinals team fits all game long. And the Cardinals are going to be without their offensive tackle, Rashad Lawrence, linebacker Nick Vigil, guard Max Garcia, and Max Prater this week. I'm sorry, their defensive um, defensive tackle, Rashad Lawrence. I'm sorry, I apologize on that. But, I mean, realistically, Arizona's going to be short a bunch of players. Philadelphia is still primed to, you know, get the job done. I like Philly here. I think Arizona's going to go home a little upset, but I do think Kyler Murray will be able to get on his call of duty. I don't know if Modern Warfare 2 has dropped yet, but if it hasn't, I'm sure that he's waiting for that. He's not really a football guy. He's more of a shoot him up guy, first-person shooter. I understand, man. FPSs are good. I get it. I Friday, know. October 28th. Okay, so he has, he has a couple more weeks. He's a couple more weeks. He's just, he's just getting his, his hands ready, you know, not to throw the ball. But you know, getting his the cans ready. Whatever, whatever, whatever opponent they play, that's that's a look ahead spot for me. Uh, I'm curious who they play uh, yeah, we that can... weekend at the 28th. Yeah, it's Halloween weekend that week as well. So, you know, he he might just be f at that f football that weekend. <laughs> um, but while I've been looking that up, let me let me get into it. So, uh, five and a half is the spread. So the Cardinals' defense is unserious. Uh, they don't care. They're, they're just not real people. Um, they're just warm bodies right now. They, um, yeah, I don't I don't believe in them at all. I've seen enough of them um, or lack thereof 
Um, and the fact that missing um, so many pieces like uh, TP mentioned, um, it's very concerning. This Eagles team is very – it's not just Jalen Hurts. It's their defensive lines, their offensive line. This team is good in the trenches. Um, I think they will manhandle them. Um, but my biggest concern is that this could potentially – and I don't think it will be because even though this Eagles team is 4-0, they are not ranked number one. They're not ranked number two. They're not even ranked number three in the latest NFL power rankings. And they are perfect on the season. Um, they are not ranked as high as um, you know, they should be. I think they're like number four or something like that. It might be three, it's either three or four, but they're not one and two, which is um kind of a slap in the face. I think people are just like, Oh, you know, you guys aren't that good, or you know, whatever, you've only beat a few teams, and you know, they're just kind of discrediting them, um, their success right now. But I think they can make a statement victory. Um, I do think this could potentially be like a, a look ahead spot for them though. They've got Dallas and the Sunday night football game uh the following week. So all eyes will be on that matchup. I know that they are preparing for that. Um this coach, um Eagles coach does not have a good track record against Dallas. So maybe that is a look ahead spot. It's a divisional game. Um and so maybe let's say they're beating them most of the game and they kind of just allow the Cardinals to you know, slipping a touchdown or so in the end, and you know somehow they covered their five and a half. Um, so that's concerning. But like I said, they are not ranked number one um, in the NFL right now, even though they have perfect record. So I think they'll take uh, insult to that and just be like, look, we're gonna show you, like you know, we deserve to be the number one um, team in the NFL, that sort of thing. Because they've got a chip on the shoulder. They're perfect, but the world doesn't see them like that yet. So I think that'll. Definitely play a factor. Um, but yeah, I like the Eagles. I gotta go with the the minus five and a half for them. It seems like a steep price, but um it is what it is. Um, you know, I think people are still grasping how good this team actually is. They're just looking at Jalen Hurts and stuff like that. So um and then they'll look at how the Jaguars, um, who people still think are inferior, got up fourteen points on them. You know, they'll think about that. But um the Eagles are for real. They're a really good team. Um, I like them to cover. Five and a half. To your point um, about um, Cardinals may stick in a, a late game touchdown. I mean, the Eagles do kind of struggle with that from what I've seen. I mean, even though Washington only scored two points, they were able to move the ball a lot in the second half of down the field. Washington just couldn't convert. And then Jacksonville kind of gave them a late game scare as well. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement here that the Philadelphia Eagles, they are, they are the real deal. And at least from my viewpoint, they are the – yeah. I think that'd be a good scripting point. I was so unhappy about this for the NFL to have the only unbeaten team facing uh, Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football and what could be the potential return of Dak Prescott um, or Cooper Rush. Just a lot of exciting, a lot of energy around it. I do think that would create an interesting narrative. Um, so uh, Definitely. But to answer your question from earlier about Kyler Murray and playing that weekend, he's playing your guy, Trev. He's playing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> In Minnesota. Oh, in Minnesota? Ooh. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting to talk about. I can't wait till we get into that one, guys. But, you know, so it looks like you guys are going to back the Eagles. I'm going to stick with the Cardinals plus five and a half this week. I, I think I think they might backdoor cover. We'll see what happens. I think so, though. too. Yeah. Let's get, let's get into some Sunday night football, fellas. The last battle for the two and two squad this week. Two, 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 two. We got the Bengals. 2-2 two, two. at Ravens, 2-2, two, two. minus three and five. My, I'm sorry, minus three and a half for the Ravens. 
Lamar Jackson, he's three and two under the bright lights of Sunday night football. And you know what's crazy, guys? Being in the same division for the last two years, these guys, they should have faced each other four times already. Surprisingly, regular season, they've only met twice. Two times. Yeah, you heard that right. Twice. 2020, week five, Burroughs rookie season in Baltimore. Ravens would dismantle him 27 to three. However, and I mean, however, Burrow last season would seek revenge week seven. And boy, did he get it. 41 to 17. Oh, this is going to be a very, very interesting matchup to break that tie between these quarterbacks. TP, I'm going to have to hear some stats before I make my decision here. I mean, so what we're looking at, we have Lamar Jackson lining up against the division rival Cincinnati Bengals, who from what some fans would say, the Bengals pretty much designed their team to take out this Baltimore Ravens team and dethrone them, which, I mean, they did. They were the defending AFC champions last year. Um, since the season has started off a little bit slower, they went 0-2, um, losing their second game against us. But they've managed to put up 27 points, respectively, against both their opponents in the, I believe, the Jets and the Dolphins. So 27-12 and 27-15 were both the scores of those games. Eli Apple and Cheeto Awuzier had both pretty good outings against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, a beast in his own right. So, I mean, I, I think the Bengals have a pretty solid all. I'm sorry, pretty solid secondary against you know not really much to be said about the receiving core for the Baltimore Ravens. We have Devin Duvernay, uh, Rashard Bateman is actually going to be out this week. But, I mean, they still have Mark Andrews, a top-tier tight end, as well as J.K. Dobbins looks to get back into the full swing of things this week. I mean, and Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson, MVP candidate, paying to get play, um, paying, playing to get paid this week and this year. So, you know, look for him to try to show out, try to get some revenge against this AFC North rival. Um, they may be without Marcus Peters this week, not just for emotional issues, but he actually is hobbled a little bit. And they will be without Justin Houston. So Joe Mixon may be looking to get into that secondary line of defense and get loose in the backfield against this um, Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow still has the three-headed monster as well with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I mean, realistically, I do think the winner here, they're going to you know make a very solid run to win the AFC North. I personally... I think I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think they bounced back from that debacle last week. I think they're going to, you know, they tighten things up on the inside. I think they they probably had really solid practices this week. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to show out and show why he is the best quarterback in the AFC North. So I got ball, I got the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. Okay. Trev, you got any prop bets for me this week? You got any insider information for us? Any, any, any good stuff? Oh. Uh, you see that, TP? He's still on the phone with Vegas. He don't want to talk to us yet. That's crazy. No words. No words. Not at all. He's I'm just sorry yet. about that. I'm sorry about that, gentlemen. Uh, Mike was messing up. Uh, <laughs> Mike, not the I was. I was saying. I was saying how uh, you know my affinity for the uh, Baltimore Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. However, I don't think this is their spot, unfortunately. It might sneak out a win. I don't think this is their spot. Uh, so let me use some facts. Um, so Bengals uh, last year were three and zero against the spread when they were road underdogs against divisional opponents. Right, 
Um, and a couple of those games, as I believe they just straight up won. You mentioned one of them, Hefe. Um, they also went 7-1 against the spread as underdogs on, on the road um, last year. Um, but this year, they have not really been in that role yet. They've been the favorite in each of their last four um, the ball games, but they're on the road. And, um, well, not just four games total. You know, they've been favorites. Um, but they haven't lost any of those games by more than a field goal. Um, so um, I'm looking at Cincy plus the points. Um, I think it's a good opportunity. I think it's a good value. Um, it's like this, of course, because we saw the Ravens lose to the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, in prime time. So that was, uh, you know, quite interesting. Uh, what was in prime time like one p.m. game. But, uh, yeah, they lost, and they lost because of the coach. You know, Harbaugh just wants to do boneheaded decisions that don't make really any true football sense. I think he's he's got to be gambling. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's got to be gambling. That's the only excuse for, for how we've been calling the games. But, um, yes, Cincinnati, uh, they have extra time to prepare um, since coming off that Thursday night win over the Dolphins. Um, the offensive line has been better, especially after that game. Um, Burrow, after that game, he said something like his protection was awesome. He had all the time he needed. Um, this team is kind of underachieving at this point. Um, they've gone like two and two, um, so far this season. Um, Baltimore, this game for them. Uh, last year, Lamar got injured, you know, but, um, they missed the playoffs because Harvard, like, he just kept going for two point conversions, if you remember that, um, to win games when down the stretch and, um, failing to convert on those tries. I mean, he just kept doing it. Um, so they went 0-6 straight up to close out the regular season with five of those losses coming by a field goal or less. And that's just because they wanted to, you know, be fancy with the two-point conversions. Um, so the Ravens are 0-2 straight up and they get to spread at home this year. And uh, if you guys remember, uh, Marcus Peters, he had to be restrained from going after Harvard, after the Ravens. Um, you know, they skewed the field. They, you know, they didn't choose to go for the field goal late in the game. Um, and uh, they went for it on fourth down. So that you know, that's that's a coach defining moment. I mean, players coming at the coach like that, like on TV, like where everyone can see it. Yeah, that's not good. Um, not good. I, I think I think they bounce back. Um, the Ravens do. Um, yeah, but um, I I just want to look at Cincy to cover that spread. Um, yeah. Ever since I started gambling, one interesting thing I've kind of noticed. With the trends, when these when I see these three and a half spreads, especially with divisional matchups, I've noticed that those three and a halves come in a lot. And I'm gonna I'm gonna back you, Trev. Here, I like the Bengals to cover. I don't know if they're gonna win this game. This might be a one two point game, but I, I like that three and a half to come in for sure. I I, I mean I, I the Ravens home they should win, but I, I'm gonna back that three and a half with you. Let's get into some. Let's get into some Monday Night Football. We got the one and three Raiders against the three and one Chiefs. Whew. Chiefs minus seven and a half here. I mean, the Raiders—they finally got their first win last week, fellas. They're riding high, going into Kansas City, first win of the season. Whew. But let me tell y'all something. Mahomes has won three straight against these boys. CP, give me some more stats on this. The Raiders. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> I mean, that's ah! they're all right. I mean, they did snag a divisional win against the Broncos last week, but I mean, the Broncos are far <laughs> from the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I mean, you know, we, we, we've mentioned this a couple times, but the ongoing joke that Devontae Adams has been missing Aaron Rodgers this season. But, I mean, he's got three TDs in four games. It's not too bad. Derek Carr is completing 61% of his passes. And, I mean, he's been spreading the ball around. He may be without Hunter Renfro this week as he's under, um, he's undergoing concussion protocol. Hopefully they get it right. We don't want to see another situation with uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Darren Waller uh, will be lining up. But, I mean, he has to deal with the other side. On the other side of the field, Travis Kelsey, who was showing off three TDs this year, leading his team with receiving yards. And Juju Smith-Schuster, um, second on his team with 224 yards, no TikToks this season. I mean, he's, he's, he's playing He's playing pretty well. He's, the Chiefs, they fire in all cylinders. You know how Patrick Mahomes gets down. It's not really much to say. He's thrown touchdowns to six, di- six different receivers this season. I mean, realistically, there's not really much to say. When it comes to the Raiders versus the Chiefs, I do believe that the Chiefs just come in here, get the job done, get out of here. But you know, you know how I feel. I love saying the Raiders. Well, as as much as you love that, Carr six and three on Monday nights, but Mahomes is a clear six and one. I'm gonna have to back the I'm gonna have to back the Chiefs here. Uh Trev, you still on the phone with Vegas? You got anything to say with us yet? Or or you still you still talking to him about Monday night? Um, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but I will give you <laughs> my uh, suggestions for this game. Though. Uh, I got to go with Patrick Mahomes here, man. I mean, yes, he just came off of beating Brady and them. Um, I understand it's Monday Night Football. It's a lot of points, uh, seven and a half um, for the uh, uh, the dollar Las Vegas Raiders. But I just like Mahomes. Um, I mean, that last week was another primetime game. Uh, the was a lot smaller than it was at one, um, but. They were dogs in that game, uh, plus one. I get it. They're playing Brady at home. Um, yeah, I would have to look ahead and just uh, – I would take the Chiefs here. I mean, um, I'm sure Mahomes wants to keep this up. Now, he did only beat Brady by – it was like seven, eight points or something like that. And um, you could attribute that to the fact that Kansas City actually got the ball early in the game and they were in great yardage position. And they were able to score um, relatively quickly, so that maybe that helped them out a little bit. But um, this is a lot of points, especially for a divisional opponent. But, um, yeah, the Raiders do not look good this year. Um, yes, they won last week. Um, but like I told you guys, that was um, – last week I was like, they're not losing. There's no way the NFL lets them lose in um, Vegas uh, when they're 0-3, only unbeaten team. It's not happening. Um, I don't think they have the same safeguards. <laughs> For this particular game, so um, I I would I would take Kansas City minus seven and a half. Uh, no particular um, no props or anything like that. Just that spread. Okay, so it looks like we all going back to the Chiefs here. All right, well, you know we got we got a little some little some special for you guys. A, a, a quick moment of silence for a guy, Mister Pool, the pool party himself. We gotta we gotta do a moment of silence because that I mean I know y'all saw it. That man got. The stuff Curry. I mean, he was yeah. He hit this there. <laughs> he did his. He did his. Look, they say they say Jordan Poole is baby stuff. Well, he did his best step impersonation. Um, he did his best step impersonation. Thousand percent. I guess Draymond he, thought it was Michael Jordan. You could just knock out whoever you want. But I mean, well, that's you know. exactly what he thought. <laughs> well, let's give this man. A, let's give this man a quick moment of silence. M- moment of silence for Jordan Poole, guys. All right, Jordan, man, 
figure it out. Oh, you don't Draymond. play football, but she just got the shit hit out of you, man. Yeah. You don't even play football. Draymond might, might need to invest in boxing lessons or something because that right was stiff. Dog. Can you imagine? We might we might catch him in a boxing ring one day. If he just has to pivot, I mean, this 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 thing could get could get worse potentially. We don't know even all the ramifications, but if we if he found himself in a boxing arena, I'd, I'd watch that. I might against yeah. another like I think it's another like a uh, professional, you know, athlete. Like he fought Lev Bell, like that. I'd like to see that. Draymond versus Lev Bell. The rumor the rumor is that he's trying to team up with LeBron because you know Draymond and him. He's a um, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, what's their agency called? What's uh, uh, uninterrupted? No, that's the show. What's uh, what's Rich Paul's agency? Uh, I can't. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure, but I know. You know is, what? But I can't think of it right now. Yeah. Jordan Poole, get well soon. Draymond, get get to business because we try and see we try and see y'all play some basketball. Y'all not in the boxing ring. TP, it's time. It's game time. Let's get to it. Playmaker of the week. Get over. So, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go with two. Uh, I really like Debo Samuel because my initial pick. I'm gonna get to that in a little bit, but after discussing it, I do think Debo Samuel is he's just gonna go off again. I think he's gonna carry the trend of being the NFL's boogeyman. Somebody else is gonna end up on the summer jam screen this that summer jam screen this fall. You know, I like Debo Samuel here, as well as I know you guys might not like it. I know Trev, you might not like it because it's it's a divisional matchup, but I think Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is going to really get busy against the divisional opponent. He's going to show why he is the MVP, or you know, soon to be potential MVP this year, former MVP. I like Lamar Jackson and Debo Samuel going off, and I I got them locked in as my playmakers of the week. Clutch hey. sports. That's what it is. Clutch sports. Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, it's time to be clutch with a K, okay? Get it done. Get it done this week. Nick Chubb, thank you. My first my first true playmaker of the week pick. Thank you very much, Nick Chubb. Yeah, exactly. Atlanta, even yeah, though he, did, he did well. He did well. He did well. All right, so we got some playmakers of the week this week. Now let's get into it. The real deal, holy feel, why we're really here, what, what we've been waiting for all this time. It is Cowboys football, fellas. We got a big game this week against the defending champs. We are in L.A. We are 3-1. and one. Yes, y'all heard me. 3-1. and one. Rams, they 2-2. Two and two. They 2-2, two and two, but they minus 5.5. They got us. They, they giving us 5.5 points. And let me tell y'all something about these, these spreads for the Cowboys. In these last five road games, we five and zero against the spread in these last five road games, fellas. How about them Rams, though? How about them Rams at home? What are they against the spread in their last five? Well, let's look at this. They one and four. So you know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. I'm backing my boys. Give me that five and a half, and I'm gonna still take a money line because I told y'all at the beginning of this. I'm taking them every week, money line. I don't care who we play. We can play the Monstars. I'm taking them. I am taking them. And I tried to call Micah this week. Guys, Micah ain't pick up the damn phone. So I dialed Lawrence's number. Lawrence answered the phone. He said, Micah's been in the gym. 
Micah's been in the gym. TP, give us some stats. I mean, when we when we really look at what's going on, the Cowboys have progressively gotten better offensively and the differential and um and margin of victory here week over week with our three wins. Um if I'm gonna be completely honest, I don't know how I feel about this game. It's the Los Angeles Rams, they don't look really they don't look good. And our defensive front, our defense, I believe we're ranked eighth. No. We're we're definitely we're top ten. We're definitely top ten defense. I can't place the number right now off the top of my head, which is bad because I did all this deep dive on all these other teams and then the Cowboys. I was like, oh, well, we're here. However, I do believe that if we can pressure Matthew Stafford, because Matthew Stafford is prone to turn the ball over. And we've seen Matthew Stafford throw multiple picks or he throws picks in big moments. This dates back to Detroit. We've seen him in Detroit. We beat him in the playoffs. I do think the Cowboys have the potential chance of coming in this game and being the dogs that we need to be and win this game. I think Michael Parsons gets back to get in a couple sacks. I think we for I think he might force a fumble this this week. Look for Michael Parsons to force a fumble this week. I don't know if he recovers the fumble, but look to Mike, look for Michael to force a turnover. Um, I think Trayvon gets a pick. Anthony Brown, if you don't tighten your game up this week, I don't know what to say because we certainly cannot put Calvin Joseph on the field. I mean, he's good on special teams, but Calvin Joseph is not a cover corner right now. I don't know what's going on with boss man fat. Hopefully he puts it together. Donovan Wilson ranked top five safety in NFL playing excellent work. I mean, playing excellently right now. Um, Offensively on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, for what it's worth, Zeke, the numbers aren't gaudy, but he does. He he's doing the essentials. You know what I mean. He's putting together the essentials. Michael Gallup returned last week, scored a touchdown. Um, CD Lamb, after after my tweet, my aggressive tweet to CD Lamb. I don't know if you saw it, CD, but I said what I said. I don't know if I want to take it back yet, but CD Lamb has performed really well. So I don't know. This is a very interesting game. Um, as Trev said, the NFL would love to see the Cowboys at four and one. Versus a five and zero Philadelphia Eagles team going into Sunday Night Football in Philadelphia. I don't know if I'll be there. However, um, I think the Cowboys pull this game off. I think the Cowboys upset this Los Angeles Rams team. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're going to slow ball them. I think we're going to slow ball them. Keep Cooper Cup off the field. I think Trayvon locks up Cooper because I mean. For what it's worth, Matthew Stafford is not looking at anybody else. Anybody else. Allen Robinson is just a ghost. He, he's, he's just there. He really just he, he's he's on the roster. Exactly. Exactly. I think they I, I think I saw Matthew Stafford throw a bomb to him, but the game was already out of the game's pretty much out of hand at that point. I mean, if, if it's not Cooper Cuff, Matthew Stafford is just you know throwing the ball into the dirt or he's throwing an interception. So I think the Cowboys can really slow ball this. If the Cowboys, if the Cowboys slow ball this game and the game gets ugly, turns into a game of the big uglies versus the big uglies, I think we dominate this game. Aside from Aaron Donald, fucking freak of nature. Um, yeah, I think I picked the Cowboys for the first time. <laughs> for the first time this season, except for the Commanders, I think I'm picking the Cowboys this week. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Trev, can we get a try? Yeah, we're going to get a trifecta, man. Uh, all the data is there. Uh, teams have not scored. <laughs> teams have not been able to score more than 20 points against Dallas. Um, and I don't see this as a particular game. Even if Dallas were to lose this game, um, I still take them plus five and a half. I still take them to win. Um, but even if they lose the game, I don't think anybody 
you know, by a lot of points, maybe three or four points or so. Um, I just really think that the way Dallas is playing defense and the way that the Rams choose to run their offense are just uh, essentially a nightmare uh, for the Rams offense because, uh, like you said, TP, they just want to get the ball to cup. That's all they want to do or, or cake beat every once in a while. Ignore the other receivers. I don't know if it's a chemistry thing, like maybe someone messed with someone's mom. I don't know what it is. But the, the fact of the matter is that it's just it's it's not um it's inconsistently consistent, essentially. So you gotta look at um, you know, how they play the game. I mean, like Cooper Cup is gonna get like, you know, his 10, 12, 13 targets, but you know, um at the same time, nothing else is is, is really gonna matter. So um except for winning the game and, and that does not equate to win. So um I'm concerned about that aspect of it. Um also in LA. Uh Dallas is traveling. Uh, the only time we traveled this year and um for a win was uh against the Giants. But that's a divisional rival. We're used to that trip. Um so we are traveling. So that's that's a part of it that worries me. I don't think we have any big partiers on the team. You know guys that are just always out and stuff like that. But what I do know is um it, it'll be a good matchup. It really will be. I look forward to to watching it. So, sorry, we're we're fifth. I was mistaken. I knew we were near Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay right. six. We are oh, fifth overall. Looks like we are all riding high on Dallas this week. Before we all wrap up today, I just want to leave the world with, you know, some quick stats. I sent this to my to my guys here for Happy Victory Monday last week after we beat Washington. I just want to run this list down with you guys real quick. No team in the NFL this year has scored more than 20 points on us. No team. No team has more than one passing TD on us. We've only given up one rushing touchdown all season long. Our defense, we're averaging 3.75 sacks a game, and we have a minimum of two a game. Rush has thrown at least one passing touchdown since starting and over 200 yards a game. And most importantly, and I mean most importantly, he's not throwing an interception, guys. Yeah. And with all that being said, with all that being said, I will see all you guys on Thursday for the Washington and Bears game. This is El Jefe. I'm out. They had the Thursday night game? Washington versus Chicago? Yeah. That, that's yeah, what I said. Got- that yeah. is disgusting. Yeah, I'm signing out. Sorry. That's disgusting. That, 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 that's what I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Amazon, what it is. Amazon Prime. Amazon Talk Prime. Talk to Amazon. Is, I have to do something about that, man. Yeah, Talk to Amazon. That's Talk an Amazon. ugly, ugly football game. Talk. I didn't I didn't. Did I think that the, the Bears will win. Um, it's ugly we'll game. get into that, guys. I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all Thursday. I'll see you guys. I I don't know. If I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be elsewhere because I'm not doing that. Yeah, we're not watching that. We're not watching that. I'll, I'll see you. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up later. But all right, uh, triple battle podcast. We're signing out. Um, Trev out. Um, TP. Uh, he's out yeah, as well. Going on. I'm out of here. Let's go, Cowboys. Hefe's out of here. Cowboys. Old Cowboys. Cowboys. All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you um next week.